Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Another balloon, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think this story matters all that much, but there is big news that there's another balloon floating over the U.S. and the U.S. military has dispatched jets to investigate. Apparently, they're saying it's not a big threat, but of course, everyone's kind of worried because we just had a major cyber attack against our healthcare infrastructure the other day. And what many people think may have been a cyber attack on our cell infrastructure, though there are some rumors that it was just a failed software update. So we'll get into that stuff, but we also have... uh, Fanny Willis, Jim Jordan says is a whistleblower who's come forward. So that could get really, really interesting. And then Letitia James out of New York has just won a ruling against the NRA, uh, against LaPierre specifically, and he's got to pay back money or something. But it really is obvious that the political apparatus, the the, the, uh, judicial apparatus of New York is a political weapon right now. That's it. Letitia James tweeted out something like $462 million. Basically, every day that Trump doesn't pay, the number is going up $87,500. He's got, um, I think, what, like 27? No, not even. He's got like, what, like 23 days left to pay or something like that? Mm -hmm. So, uh, and if he doesn't, they said they're going to move to seize his building. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get started, guess what? A new song has just dropped. Eyes of Advice. Look at, there's Ian. And it's him reaching out his hand to take the hand of a demon. And uh, if you want to watch the music video, link is in, is in the description below. You can uh, please go subscribe to at Timcast Music on YouTube. You can search for it or search for the song Eyes of Advice. And you can buy the song on iTunes by going to eyesofadvice.com. If you want to support the work we do, buy the song. If you want to help us chart, buy the song. I'm not going to, you know, you know, sometimes we have songs like Together Again where we're just like, we w- really want to chart. Because we're trying to give a middle finger or something like that. This is just a song we put out. I think it's uh, masterfully done in terms of the the video of it. The song's a song. If you like the song, you like the song, you know. But the visuals, Kent Welling, it's it's incredible. The CGI and the post-production work that he did took like four to six months or some ridiculous amount of time to render all this. And it's a it's a pretty wild music video with uh, with crazy graphics and, you know, Ian experiencing some very dark and, and crazy things. And uh, <laughs> I, I certainly recommend you guys check it out. We're really excited for it. Just dropped today. It's got 150K views already. And uh, we're going to be promoting it all next week because it is the latest song drop. We've got a couple more we're working on. So eyesofadvice.com, but also go to castbrew.com. Buy some coffee, ladies and gentlemen. Your coffee purchase helps us in building the physical location in Martinsburg, West Virginia, where, of course, we're going to be having, aiming for monthly live events. Our first will be March 5th. And we're really excited for this event. So uh, uh, sold out already. But as a member at TimCast.com, you can purchase tickets because they are private events for members only, not open to the public, only for members. 
And uh, it is all supported by Cast Brew, actually. So we sponsor ourselves. Go to castbrew.com. But also become a member at timcast.com to support our work directly. Happy Friday. Don't forget to also smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and CPAC is Ben Q. Good evening. Who are you? What do you do? I'm a conservative journalist. Uh, work for Red State at the moment. And that's about it. <laughs> there you go. Also, uh, CPAC um, yeah. is going on right now. Yeah, it's been a bit thin on the ground this year. Um, unsurprising. Unsurprising, yeah. Um, I mean, they've had some great speakers, and they, they're having some great speakers. I mean... Trump's going to be there. Well, Trump always speaks, but they, they've had um, Bukele of El Salvador. That was, that was great, yeah, yeah. Who was treated like a rock star. Um, <laughs> although there was a protest, despite the uh, 80, 90% support he has in El Salvador... If you go to my Twitter, you will see that there were some people protesting outside uh, the Gaylord, the hotel where it's held, um, saying yeah. he was a dictator. Wow. Well, should be interesting. Thanks for hanging out. We got Phil Labonte. Hello, everybody. My name is Phil Labonte. Um, I am the lead singer of the heavy metal band All That Remains. I'm an anti-communist and a counter-revolutionary. And we're here with Hannah Claire. Hey. Hi. I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for SCNR.com. That's uh, Scanner News. I'm a huge fan of the smoke monster that's in this video. I wish um, Kent would make it so it would float above me while I'm on the show all the time. I think it should be everywhere and in every music video from now on. Uh, Serge is here. Uh, apparently, the I way that Kent made the demon in that video. Like, okay, watch Eyes of Advice. At a certain point, you, you see, like, okay, so, like, slight spoiler alert, but uh, in the beginning, you see eyes within a door and a hand reaches out, and then later, the demon comes out. But I won't, I don't, I won't want to say how he did it just yet, because if he actually releases the B-roll, it, it's amazing. But seeing how he made it, I think people will really, really want to see how you make a video like this, so, but anyway, yeah. Serge is here. Yep. Uh, he doesn't have a mic, he's just... <laughs> no, I just uh, threw it up already. What's up, guys? He's All right, well, let's talk about the news. Monster. Ladies and gentlemen, the U.S. military is tracking another balloon. Pentagon scrambles jets to investigate high-altitude object of unknown origin over Colorado. A balloon? What if it's not a balloon? What if it's an alien? Or a alien jellyfish? We just did this. <laughs> we did this like a year ago, almost exactly a year ago over Montana. Did we learn nothing from the plot of that movie? I don't understand. I think this is hilarious. Um, it's uh, it's not a surprise. I'm a little surprised that the feds have not done anything, that the military hasn't scrambled it to actually take it down. Um you might make the argument that oh, it's probably a financial loser to to knock it out of the out of the sky, but that doesn't change the fact that it's a it is a an election year, and Joe Biden is uniquely unpopular. He's got his he's got some of the lowest approval records uh, ratings in in uh, recent history, definitely. And to just allow it to go over the U.S. after the last I time. So Seems we got bad to me. Tuberville is selling stock. Optics Bezos is selling stock. Zuckerberg is selling stock. And we had this question from um, Quiver Quant is the uh, Quiver Quantitative on, on Twitter. They had this video where they're like, why are these these people dumping these stocks? You know, some of the, these these people in Congress, they, they, they know what's about to happen because they're passing these bills. And I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, maybe their strategy is that Trump just wins and they're going to destroy the market. So that's their plan. Well, I they, 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 like my, to bring it into this, like the reason they don't care about the balloons, they don't care about Biden's polling is that they've resigned him to defeat. That. <laughs> well, well, I know why Jeff Bezos sold his stock, because he's moved to Florida and he uh, 
doesn't want the capital gains tax, I think, of Washington. Oh, that's interesting. So um, typical, typical. But why Bezos, sell? I mean, it? if he moved to Florida, then he's already avoided it. Well, yeah, but maybe he was looking to cash in his chips. I don't know. Uh, in but, Florida with no income tax. He moved to Florida, no income tax, cashes out chips. Yeah, but they, he, yeah, but he, if he'd sold them in Washington, he would have, he would have right. incurred a lot. There's income tax. So that's what you got to do. Well, Whenever, is it income or capital gains tax? Income tax. Oh, right. right. Uh, well, for stock, it could be, uh, it, it, it depends. It would probably be capital gains. Yeah, right? I think yeah, it would yeah. be capital gains. But uh, typical Jeff Bezos, isn't it? Well, I mean, I don't know a lot about Jeff Bezos, but typical of a Democrat to move to Florida, reap all the benefits. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I do feel like there is there is a certain amount of truth uh, to the idea that once you once you become a billionaire, the the normal Republican and Democrat kind of ideologies become less Im important, uh, and you're more concerned about uh, conserving your wealth, regardless. Of I don't. Who's I don't. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Like I don't know what these people want to do with that money. I don't know what you would do as a human being with $5.6 billion. Well, he's got a lot more than that. No, but that's what he cashed out. Oh, okay, yeah, like, yeah. Like, what do you do with that? I'm not kidding. Like, I, I, I just generally don't get it. Look, we've rented big boats in Miami, and it's like six grand to rent an 80-footer or whatever. It could be Bezos these. has that. What do you do with more than that? Well, the thing no, is Bezos I, has that new wife, fiance. She has to wear like the multi-million dollar engagement ring. The thing is, he has I, a girl to spend I'm it sorry, on I'm sorry, but she is, she is gross. I imagine. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but. I imagine if you're taking out that kind of money, there's some kind of business that you're trying. Like maybe he's going to, maybe he's got to give money to, um, what is it? The his His rocket company. I forget the name of the company. Blue Origin, I think Blue Origin, yeah, yeah. has to give the, money to the, Blue Origin for something, rocket. yeah, or, or something like that. Maybe he's moving, he's using it to fund something else. I don't think that he, I mean, maybe he's buying a yacht, but I mean, you know, I suppose I, if you want to go to space, one? like I suppose going to space, you know, you, know, you want to, well, like I'm, Elon, I, I get that. I'm kind of surprised he wants to sell Washington Post because he does. Yeah, oh, well, that was a story at one point, but they are losing. Well, in fairness to him, they're losing 100 million a year. Yeah. And I respect the fact that he is basically saying, I'm not going to subsidize this. However, if I were in his position, um, being a kind of Machiavellian tyrant, I would want to own the Washington Post so I could, you know. I think that's why he could. Yeah. Posted it, it bought it in the first place, right? So, yeah, he could so, own but, it so why is he getting rid of it? Because it's losing too much because money. Because he was being attacked by the people he was trying to control. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm also communism is not a functioning business model. And so he's thinking, if I buy this, I'm the boss, I'm in charge, and then I can control the influence. And then what happens? The communists start banging their heads on the wall and he's like, I can't make them do anything. <laughs> they don't understand compensation. Look, oh, gotta, with I, the uh, union, the union. It's of, not even yeah. about the union. It's you go to these people and say, look, I'm the boss. I run the company, right? Okay, I am paying you 100,000 a year to write the articles the company wants written. And they go, no. And he's like, well, I'm going to fire him. They go, you can't fire me. You're, uh, yo, oh, we're going to complain and go protest. And then he's like, oh, geez. Well, they're entitled. I mean, this is typical. Kind of Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, 
They offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Of liberal elitist attitude. Don't hire they communists. Need more. Don't hire communists. Yeah, I mean, they Best may. Best advice you'll you ever hear. call them communists, I guess. <laughs> they are, the Washington Post employees He's definitely not a communist. Yeah. No, and he, he bought a company with that hired a bunch of communists, and now he's like, what am I supposed to do with this? They, don't, fact, they don't work, and they don't care about compensation. I wonder if there are... I wonder how many actual journalists out there nowadays are not somehow left leaning and sympathetic to socialism or on ninety three percent. I think the degree. stats recently. It's some. Is it really? Have, have you? Yeah, it's that oh, high. God, that's there, gross. like conservatives. Finally, a minority. Leadership. I'm so excited. It's it's just it's so ridiculous to think that that an entire industry should have the same politics and also be charged with keeping the government honest which is allegedly you know ostensibly the role of a free press is to you know keep the powerful held to account that's not happening at all it is exclusively keeping political opponents of the existing power structure at bay uh right it was about questioning the narrative that the government put forward and now it's more more likely that they're just amplifying the talking points at the white well the cia learned real quick yeah that's true they were like why do we have these people yeah, telling our secrets. Let's just own them. If you look, if you look at the people that go on Morning Joe, like that's where if you really want to know, like who are who is making the decisions and stuff. Not that you should agree with these people, but if you want to see who's making decisions, like at State Department, at the Council on Foreign Relations, at uh, you know at the the at Davos, etc. If you want to see those people and hear them talk. Without going to their TED Talks or watching their Davos stuff, just watch Morning Joe. They have people that are CIA, former CIA. They have the intelligence apparatus on all the time. They have the FBI, uh, the security apparatus on all the time. Those are the people that go in and and talk. You'll hear all the talking points and you'll get a really good idea of what the bureaucracy is thinking just by watching Morning Joe and listening to what they say. Because for the most part, they generally tell you, you know. I think if you're starting a company... You should have a test where you ask them what two plus two equals. <laughs> and if they put five, you do not hire them. <laughs> and people are going to be like, what? And then you're going to be like, it's a test. And then they might think I should put five to prove a point. And then you're like, you can leave the office. You are you are an insane person. It's, it's sad that we have to come to that, though, like that everything is so warped that we have to start testing people to whether or not they can state the truth. I mean... Call me optimistic, but once upon a time, it didn't have to be like this. That's because you had people that agreed on the general narrative of what the country was. Yeah. For the most part, you know, up until about the 80s, 90s. But but, but it's not just that. It's they are literally saying two plus two equals five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not not arguing that because they're not. Again, uh, this is something that I talk about. Mentally ill. What? I I believe that. I believe. So I, I think legitimately and genuinely. That there are like histrionic, there yeah. are um, a, a general plethora of variety of mental illnesses, neurodivergence as it were, yeah. who are loud and online and have, have with, with, you know, with uh, um, disturbed like fervor pushed their way into uh, uh, positions of, of 
it's not even it's not even right to say positions like they scream really loud yeah and normally I'm, when the guy was on the side of the road yelling the end was nigh you drove past him the left definitely attracts like those that those personality traits more neurotic more uh you know because that's the that's the message that they're sending the the world is ending we need to you know we, do, we need to worry about the climate change and we need to worry about uh you know the the fascists and the earth is gonna burn and et cetera et cetera they tend to attract the neurotic. Mm-hmm. And they can enforce compliance through fear. Yeah, exactly. Which neurotic starts on. But you I do mean, see it. This was what was interesting to me about the military or this balloon story is that the press immediately ran it as it is a military balloon. We're going to we're gonna engage with it. And that was the government's position. Whereas the last time this happened, they were like, it's a, uh, we don't know what it is. UFO, weather balloon. We don't know that, where what, it I is. I strongly what believe that it's because, it was the, uh, it's because it's a, an election year. Yeah, strongly believe. What that. was the China, when was the Chinese spy balloon story? That was February of last year. And okay. It floated over Montana, and then eventually, you know, when it crossed the U.S., they were like, "We took it down. No worries. Good yeah. for us." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this year, they're like, "It's military. We're engaging with it. It's very different." I mean, it, if you are the American people, either they have learned from the fact that the Americans were frustrated, or you know, they want the narrative to be like we are more engaged and active in an active government. Whereas last year, they were trying to pretend like they weren't being threatened by China as blatantly as they were. I just, how any person, you know, no, no, hold on, let me pause. This is why I say they're mentally ill, okay? And I'm not trying to be mean to them. I'm trying to point out a very serious affliction this country is dealing with. Anybody who says they support Joe Biden at this point <laughs> is is part of a group of people who are suffering some kind of cognitive deficiency. Well, I put it more down to ignorance, a lot of them. No, no. I, I mean, how, how many people I've met? Cognitive deficiency. I, I've met a lot of basically decent people right who mm-hmm. are democrats or leftists or whatever let's just say joe biden voters and the overwhelming impression i have of them is that they're ignorant they don't really and they come politics. out outright and say i'm such a big supporter of joe biden maybe not but they vote for him well okay so anybody who is supporting joe biden has a cognitive deficiency i tend because to agree anyone you ask who actually says i'm going to vote democrat will outright be like i get it and that's my like, dad- I know Joe Biden's busted and messed up, but I don't like Trump. Okay, I get that. But the people, there are people who in polled say like, I think Joe Biden's doing a great job. I'm like, something is wrong upstairs. <laughs> it is weird seeing how many people will respond to these things being like, I think the country is on the right track. This is there, good. You know, well, that you, is you know, a it is? small no. proportion to be no. fair. But that there it's, are any. It's, it's the yeah, dude yeah. riding the atomic bomb in, a, in, in what is it, uh, Dr. Strange Love. Yeah. Those are people getting a call from the pollster and being like, it's great. Everything's great. Stay the course. There are people that as long as they themselves are not suffering, they will reject the idea that the people they prefer are failing or that they are even that there are people that are suffering. And it gets more acute the more financially successful the people are. Obviously, if you're making 250 grand a year and you're not struggling, uh, you know, and and you can pay for all the things that you could pay for last year. You might notice that things are more expensive, but it doesn't hurt the same way that it does to someone that's making 80 or 70 grand a year. So it matters. Let's let's talk about what's going on. We have this tweet from J.D. Vance, who quoted me when I said Google is rigging the 2024 election. He says, long overdue, but it's time to break Google up. This matters far more than any other election integrity issue. The monopolistic control of information in a society resides with an explicitly progressive technology company. You can't break Google up. It is a singular search engine. What do you break them into? You can, okay, AdWords, their advertising market, AdSense, their advertising payout market, YouTube, Gmail. You break those apart, 
Google still owns search. However, I want to get into what is happening and not just about breaking Google up, but I will agree with J.D. Vance. Google is a very serious problem. So this is a tweet we uh, we covered yesterday. Allsides.com checked the media bias of Google and found 63% of stories over two weeks were from left-wing sources. It's worse than that. They also checked the other news aggregators, which are substantially smaller. But take a look at this. Based on content, online content only. Yahoo News, left-leaning. Bing, left-leaning. Apple, left-leaning. Google, left-leaning. Smart News, left-leaning. Newsbreak, left-leaning. Drudge Report is actually center, like left of center. Oh, yeah. They, they, Dr- sure. Drudge is still considered in the center, according to all sides, but on the far left side of it. And then all sides, of course, is listing themselves as a news aggregator in the center. There's no right wing. Even real clear politics is only centrist. Any right wing at all, any right leaning at all is considered extreme right to the left. The left dictates the narrative right now. Anybody to the right of them, to the right of essentially we're, we're getting to the point where it's 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 not hyperbolic to say communists like there are socialists in New York City's uh, legislature in there in there in New York State's legislature. There there are so- socialists, DSA members. Those are actual communists like this stuff is being this stuff is being accepted. And you look at what's happening to New York. You look at the way that the the uh, migrants are being traded, uh, treated, the, the illegal immigrants are being treated. You look at the way that the crime is, is going. You look at all of the trends. Everything is trending in a bad direction, and they are going to continue to elect socialists. This is what happens when you try to institute socialist, extreme left-leaning policies. But they this is fail. what the news aggregators look. However, for whatever reason, they are rigging the 2024 election by shifting the conversation as far left as possible. Yeah. And so uh, Google Gemini being the big story, an example is uh, we talked about it the other night on the show, asked it about Ahmed Arbery. And what did it say? He was jogging. And then when I corrected it and said that was never part of the case, it said, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> it was never actually proven or stated that he uh, uh, stated that he actually was jogging. You are right. I'm like, then why did it say that Ahmed Arbery was jogging, even though it knew because they are forcing it to yeah. push lies? And then we had when we when we had Jenk uh, Uger on the Young Tur- uh, from uh, the Young Turks on the Culture War podcast, he actually thought Ahmed Arbery was jogging. Yeah, he was not. Even conservatives believed it. The the left continues to to be informed by a narrative about. Almost every important story that you hear and the, the, the narrative is is just ba- factually wrong, you know, um, whether it be Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin or Kyle Rittenhouse or uh, the, the whole hands up, don't shoot or whether whatever policy the right is proposing they always have like don't say gay you're not allowed to say the word gay in the state of florida this is something that is consistent it is every single issue if you are a an informed person and actually spend the time to look into the issues 
every single issue, the narrative that the left believes is a lie. And they act like it's the truth. Well, they act like it's the truth uniformly. And part of it, you have to give them credit, is that they master uh, large-scale messaging, right? They're able to spin faster than anyone else. They're able to say, this bill, no matter what you think is actually bad for you, don't let anyone believe you otherwise. Obviously, they have an advantage because they control most mainstream publications. So they're able to get a uniform messaging message out faster. That's why you see, I mean, there are some great, you guys have probably seen them too, video clips of news anchors from different TV stations yeah. also using the exact that's same Sinclair. term. That's Sinclair. Yeah. That's that, from- that video is Sinclair, oh. which is considered to be a conservative network. And so that's actually a really great example of how the left falls for these things. So I, I, you guys may have seen it. It originated with Deadspin. And it's a video of all these local news anchors saying, this is very dangerous to our democracy. And they're like, Deadspin, the left, was criticizing Sinclair Broadcasting, which they viewed as a conservative conglomerate buying up local news to shift the narrative away from the left. Mm -hmm. The right agreed with whatever the left was saying on the issue. I remember seeing and being like, ha, that's how the news operates, a top-down narrative. I don't really care all that much. A bunch of guys got got copy from, from Central HQ, and then they read a script. It's not as crazy, but that's the narrative. The left was saying Sinclair had taken over. And everybody, everybody marches in lockstep. Yeah. And to your point about what to do about Google, uh, whether or not breaking them up is, uh, you, is on the can't. table. Yeah. Whether or not that's the case, something does need to be done. I don't know what it is. And this is something that the, the people that regulation. That, yeah. Libertarians are not going to like this at all. But especially seeing as like you know if you if you regulate it and then the power is is retained by your political opponents you know i don't neg- know neg- negative negative algorithmic regulation i meaning, don't know that i have the answer so if there's someone that has an answer i have the answer for you right now what is it it is negative regulation meaning google will not be allowed to do certain things you don't mandate them to do certain things you mandate things they cannot do and it's not so you you don't say something like, you know, we talked about this with social media censorship and it's like, right. All you have to do is say you cannot create algorithms to display content. Now, I don't know that that would actually make the platforms more fun to use, but then they can't pick winners and losers. And so we're not saying you you have to do X, which results in one side having power. If we said, you know, you have to have fair and balanced. So we're going to regu- regulate it that you have to use our sources too. Then it's like, aha, now I can get in power. I'll take that and I'll make it do my sources next. No, no, no. We make it so you can't do any of it. Google no longer is allowed to make algorithms that select based on the website themselves. And if somebody tries to manipulate the algorithm or whatever, then get rid of it altogether. Now, the search has to have some kind of algorithm. It has to. But you can make it as rudimentary as possible. When they're banning things off YouTube, the regulation is really simple. Everything's reverse chronological. So non-algorithmic feeds and we're good. So here's a point for you, just making, you know, you ask what you can do. Um, one of my biggest criticisms of Trump under the, uh, his last presidency is the, the biggest issue facing him. And one of the reasons why he didn't end up back in the White House was because of Google and obviously Facebook and the rest of them. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave 
about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. But... And this is something he will have to do if he gets back into office. And maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe on an executive level, there's not much he can do. But I'm sure there is. But over the course of his presidency, he really did not do anything to rein in the social media companies. No. And, you know, that if he does get back into office, he's going to have to do that. But the problem he's facing is... Well, what is, could he do to reign in social media companies? Well, I'm not a constitutional <clears throat> expert, so I'm not sure what he could do on an executive level. Nothing. But I'm, I'm sure he could do something. He can threaten funding to states that harbor companies, but then he's going to get sued and lose in the Supreme Court before anything gets enacted. And, and what about if he gets his attorney general to target Google on the variety of violations that they're... So this is where we get into the don't, uh, don't ask for powers you don't want your enemies to have. Yeah. If Donald Trump says to his AG, perhaps they're doing constitutional violations, let's go to war. You're you're saying, okay, well, Democrats will get in and they'll and you and you get war. So, fair point. Perhaps the Democrats started the war, or Republicans started a long time ago, and we're already in it. So why not? Sure, I guess. I mean, you look at what Joe Biden's doing right now. He comes on TV and he's like, Supreme Court said I couldn't forgive student loan debt, so I did it anyway. And it's just like, well, there we are, I guess. <laughs> and then people were at that point in the fall of the Republic. And then people jump to defend him yep. and, and say, oh, no, this is fine. And blah, blah, blah. I said something about it the other day and people were, you know, some friends of mine were like, oh, no, this is OK. And I'm just like, this is I, I it, it it shakes my foundation in your ability now, to be. Now, honest. guys, guys, we're talking about the bias of Google and the problems that it causes. But I got to say, it's not all bad. Now, Ben mentioned that if you ask Google Gemini about TimCast guests, it gives you a bunch of people who've never been on the show. That was actually ChatGPT. ChatGPT did that. Well, yeah. so I decided to ask Google Gemini because Google is where you get your facts, right? I mean, you go to Google, you type, you know, how many kangaroos are there on the planet? It's going to give you a number. It's going to find it. So I said, Google Gemini, who are some of the people who have appeared on Tim Pool's show? I was surprised to find out that Ron DeSantis, Tulsi Gabbard, Rand Paul, <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Bernie Sanders, Matt Taibbi, Barry Weiss, Glenn Greenwald, Crystal Ball, and Sagar and Jetty, Jordan Peterson, Yuval Noah Harari, Jonathan Haidt, Nick, Nick Christakis, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Elon Musk, okay, Kanye West, but that one's true, Ethan <laughs> Klein, Russell Brand, Ben Shapiro, yeah, he was, Nick Fuentes, he did too, Kyle Rittenhouse, yes, and Caitlyn Jenner. And you know what I thought to myself? This is fantastic because Google has asserted as fact I can sell ads against that and say, hey, if you want to be on, if <laughs> you want me to sponsor, if you want to sponsor this show and you want me to shout out your company, don't, don't forget Ron, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida has been on the show, according to Google, mm -hmm. according to Google. All and, of those people and were on you, at one time. Yuval Noah Harari. I'm really surprised. I'm we sure you would have loved Second him, in command from the World Economic Forum was sitting <laughs> here on Tim Castile. Thank you, Google. Now, here's the important thing. With Google's 
dominance in the information sphere. I was I was asking it about the show and it was smearing me and smearing the show. <laughs> Controversial, far right, all that stupid garbage. So if you're a regular person and you go into Gemini and you say, tell me about his guests, it's going to tell you a whole bunch of weird fake things that are just not true. You've all know her. He's never been on the show. In fact, it makes me sound really good. What, what an eclectic yeah, that's an amazing bunch of guests we've addicting. had on the show. It's saying this year, 2024, right. all these people we on, we at Google have programmed it this way. But in, in all seriousness, well, we are talking seriously, but what I am surprised about is what I will give credit to Google for is that they do design good products. I think that is hard to dispute. I mean, the interface of Gmail, YouTube, all these things are, are basically the best, uh, the best that you can get. I'm quite astonished by how bad that is, what, what it's just produced for you. I mean, how difficult would it have been for Google to source who had been on your show and not get it wrong? But to get like 90% of them wrong, I but, mean, that's just astonishing. But why did it make it up? Well, I, I don't actually see a sinister um, element to that. I just think it's just totally, but, it's, but, a, it's right? a crap system. But let's ask the, the basic fact question of why is Google's AI making things up? Because it doesn't know anything better. And maybe it's over, maybe it's been programmed. Why does it have override. the ability to create <laughs> fake things? Well, I mean, you'd have to ask. It could literally just say, I, can, I am unable to answer that question as I do not have a complete list. Instead, it goes, let me just put a bunch of fake names in there. But I mean, I'm again, I'm quite astonished by how bad some of these um, chat GPT answers are. I mean, I recently I was checking how many articles I've written within a certain space of time, like three months. And I said, and I basically kind of copy and pasted a list of them. And I go, can you just tell me how many articles there are here? And it was wrong. So you can't even do a basic maths. Yeah. Or math, and that's kind of like that's <laughs> really one of the things that makes a an AI desirable is y the goal that these companies essentially tell you that they're they're working towards is you can be like hey get me a flight to blah 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 on this time or on this date at this time you know and book it blah 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 and take care of it and it'll handle it and if it can't even get you correct things like how many numbers of things or, or people that were on a show that that is uh, you know that that ostensibly it should be able to just search the the, it the list a, of, of who's been on and be like oh okay these yeah, people have been on you know it becomes or, a or could say I don't know yeah that I mean that would be the the obvious thing right and to be fair it does sometimes say that I don't know and then I say you do know tell me and sometimes they do actually tell me uh, they, I mean it's Chat GPT I haven't actually tried the Google one oh but, Gemini uh, is such a laugh riot well they've got uh, i hear they've got a brilliant text to image uh, mm -hmm. system going there i mean the problem with all of these <laughs> is that when they get swapped for a search engine when people say oh i'm researching something so i'll just use whatever chap gpt tells me as fact and they don't verify it themselves we're going to have circulating bad information this is already what happens with so many uh, articles where you know one blog will say one allegation against a person and they get picked gets picked up by a slightly bigger medium and then another larger outlet picks it up and then by that time you have 50 articles saying you know this person said this at this time this person has been accused of this even if it's not true but it's so deep in the web you're not going to be able to erase it cytogenesis or cytogenesis yeah circulating bad information is going to become more rampant when people rely on chat GPT. who wants to volunteer to read this headline from the new york post Woke Google Gemini refuses to say pedophilia is wrong after diverse historical images debacle. Individuals cannot control who they're attracted to. Wrong. Thank you. Now, wrong. Now, now, now that is 
definitely deliberate. Okay, that is yeah. definitely yep. deliberate. That's no mistake. That's that's that is <laughs> straight up queer theory. That is <laughs> All you need to know about who works at Google. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, that is queer theory. You could probably find that in a book by uh, Yo. This is nuts. Gail Rubin. It absolutely Google absolutely defending pedophilia. I like. I, I'm not going to read any of this. It's it's outright espousing queer theory on pedophilia, defending it. Saying labeling all the individuals as as uh, evil is wrong and harmful and blah blah blah. They are the, why disagree. The Strong left, disagree. Yeah, the, the left has de- has been defending in in academia. The left has been defending pedophilia since at least the fifties. The like, guy who coined uh, was who was what's the guy who coined the term gender? Oh, I forget his name, but yes, he was. It was I forget his a name. Big defender of it, wasn't he? He was. He was. He was a defender. People like Foucault have defended it. Foucault, uh, Michel Foucault, lobbied the French government to get the age of consent lowered when the age of consent was already fifteen years old, and he wanted to do. He wanted to get it lowered because he was liked that in young, California. No, no, that's this is Michel Foucault, the French government. He was oh, French government, okay. the, the government of France. And remember, there was the the uh, that was a long cuties. time ago too. That was in the seventies or oh, okay. maybe even sixties. <laughs> but then there was the cuties thing. Uh, Michel Foucault's talked about it. Mark Hughes t- talked John about Mon- it in uh, I think Eros and Civilization. Money? John, John Money. Money, yeah, yeah John just, Money. Just the, yeah, this is something that Gail Rubin talks about in Thinking Sex. The the idea that children have purity is something that the left rejects and wants to abolish the way that they want to abolish gender they want to abolish the idea of innocence okay these are real things that the left actually writes entire books and papers and stuff on so this is not like something that i'm fabricating there are people that will make these arguments in sociology classes and it's it's a real thing so we are at a point in our civilization where we have we're having an inability to remove ideological waste products. Yeah. So as everybody communicates and shares ideas, ideological waste builds up in the periphery. On social media, it begins to pile up and pile up and pile up. And uh, I, I described this uh, as for Jack Dorsey. He's a guy who created a network of ideological refuse on X, Twitter, and then piped it straight into his mouth. He was having all of the users shuffle their waste into his mouth. What I mean by that is he's a guy who came in as a classical liberal, traditional liberal, and said, we're the free speech wing of the free speech party. He created a platform which inadvertently or otherwise promoted ideological waste. These are ideas that are contradictory that make no sense. Like, why is it that feminists support war? It makes no sense. Why is it that the left is in in favor of calling Polish people people of color? Like, these ideas are contradictory. They clash. They don't make sense. It's because ideas that should probably disappear, like two plus two equaling five, get ramped up and absorbed by people like Jack Dorsey, who then recycle that refuse back onto the platform into its code. What we're seeing now with Google Gemini is the epitome of people who have been swimming in the sewers of the Internet. Then it's human centipede. Okay, that's (laughs) the best way to describe it. Jack Dorsey created the human centipede of ideology. And so what comes out the end is Google Gemini. It's it's pretty close. I mean, I, I, I do note here, um, you said you didn't want to um, repeat it, which is fair enough, but they, they're using the term minor attracted person status, which is the term yeah. uh, that they are going to use over the next 10 years there's to another, normalize pedophilia. There's another one that, that, that uh, they like, which is uh, intergenerational relationships. 
Oh wow! Which is a so. Mm-hmm. Remember they, when Snapchat said love has no age? Oh yeah, yeah. There was that. I disagree again. Disavow. Yeah, disavow disagree. Disavow. Um, but these things are these things are normal in those circles, and they are going to continue to push these ideas into the mainstream. Here, check this out. Check this out. This is uh, Ashley St. Clair posted. This is f- several years ago. Watch this. Sixteen seconds. Snapchat has this filter, love has no gender, sexuality, disability, religion, and age. Why is age an option? I heard pedophiles were trying to get into the LGBTQ community. But did it happen? What do you mean love has no age? Yes. It's been that way. There you go. Welcome to Google. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. If you're a, a an evil individual, you are going to try and find ways to get away with evil. Yeah, I mean, and they, so they infiltrate these institutions. The argument that they make is that innocence is a construct, just like gender is a is a social construct. The idea that children are innocent is something that they want to do away with. And you hear it from a lot of the uh, gender queer, uh, gender queer sociology people. I guess I, I they call themselves scholars. I guess, but they're they're just trans people that dress up and look ridiculous but they you know they say things like children are kinky yeah. i forget the person who said that but there was there was these uh, ads going out where they were do you feel like the queer community pushes back against this so i mean i think it's the bifurcation not enough not, not enough not enough and not enough because most of the queer community doesn't realize how bad it is most of the well what does this word queer mean queer is a politically gay so it's essentially it's it's an it's an identity without an essence so it's not it's not straight it's not gay it is the absence of a sexual identity so oh. it's it's something that changes and it grows and it's ve- it's a very postmodern concept you can't really nail down what queer is and th- and it so it, it and it starts to get into things that are like hegelian when it's, it is you're becoming queer like we can never actually be queer yeah. we will only be we can only become we're only becoming queer. It's, right. it's The action is the focus. But I think, I mean, we saw this with the Gays Against Groomer movement, right? There are people who identify as gay, lesbian, you know, whatever, yes. who say, we don't want to be a part of this. Those I mean, are the people that are not politically left. I love it really when they're, they're called homophobes and transphobes because yeah. logic, mm-hmm. logic be damned. They called Larry Elder the black face of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. It just, it's Clayton's big, it bigs me. Like, these people have, that's why I said they are cognitively deficient. Their <laughs> ideas make no sense. It is, look, it's leftism. Take, okay, I, I read about this experiment once. It took three families of cats. We like cats. And uh, <laughs> in, in one room, this generation was given raw meat. In the middle room, they were given cooked meat. And in the last room, they were given dairy, dairy products. And what they found was the cats that were given dairy, they kind of did okay. You know, they had babies and things like that. The cats that were given raw meat, were flourishing, having lots of babies, love and life, and the cats who were given cooked meat slowly started to fail. They weren't having as many babies. They were getting aggressive. Some had their hair falling out. And so it's one study, right? But you, but tr- now translate this to information. You have some people who are looking for an health, a healthy information diet. And so they make sure to fact check sources. They listen, they, 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 here, Donald Trump did something. They say, prove it to me. Show me the video. They try to be more resilient. Then you have people who are eating ho-hos and ding-dongs of news every single day. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen to their bodies? Their brains will rot within their skulls. 
they will literally become morbidly obese and then start promoting body positivity. It like I'm just imagining what happens when society breaks into two groups of people, one group that is cutting the, the carbs, exercising more and one group that is saying it's totally OK to eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's every night. Mm-hmm. It's obvious one will survive and one will not. Yeah. One side's aborting their kids. One side isn't. One side is sterilizing their kid. One side isn't. One side is trying to fact check and make sure that they know what's going on. The other, other side isn't. It seems yeah. inevitable. One side is asking for constant accommodations and for you to understand, you know, they don't have the advantages you have, even though you're choosing to live a lifestyle that makes you stronger and better. I, I think that's the weird um, fate that our culture is slating our young people to, which is that some will grow up being told you're victims always. And, you know, no matter what, someone's out to get you. And then other people will be taught to be resourceful and to use critical thinking and to adapt to circumstances. And it will become a bigger and bigger divide. The question is, is it intentional or is it accidental that there seems to be a mechanism filtering the weak willed and the ignorant and low IQ into death? And everyone else will you like it's 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 creating is, is it is it natural selection or is it artificial selection? Is it Malthusians who believe the world's overpopulated creating as much pressure on the human population as possible to reduce population? Or is it just that when a society grows to this size, like the mouse rat utopia experiment, yep. mm-hmm. you get this? I think it's rat utopia. I think, and I don't think that it's the size. I think it's how successful mm-hmm. Western society is, how easy it is to survive. I think the vast majority of the problems that people have, even the even the things that are real, right, the depression and stuff like that. Like I think that I think that those are a a consequence of our our day-to-day lives being so different than what our psychology evolved to exist in. Because all of the stuff that's going on in modern, in modernity is all brand new compared to, you know, what we were, what we literally evolved from millions of years through to when we actually became human beings. Um, All of it's new. The idea of being able to control having children and stuff, it's all new and it's it's reaction to something new. let, let, Let me ask you, let me ask you. What do you think would happen if it was like, I don't know, say 1300s and Karl Marx came out and started advocating for what he was advocating for, you know, in, in, in these places? The king would chop his head off. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they, he, they'd be like, you are an insane person. Yeah. You are something is, is wrong with you. You're, these are heretical ideas. And it would result in the destruction of our kingdom. The, the, he'd go to the king or he'd be, he'd be writing his, on his parchment and sharing the ideas. The king would get word when people started adopting this and he would say, we have barbarians at the gates. We have our neighboring nation threatening to steal our wheat. And you think we should just give it all away. Uh, just off with his head. Yeah. At, at, they wouldn't. So my point with that is when, when it was hard to survive and winter is coming, nobody would tolerate a person who would advocate ideas which would result in the destruction of your civilization. But today what we have is, you know, I was talking to, uh, we were having a conversation on the Culture War podcast with, um, Chris, uh, Kristen Lacefield, and she was saying that uh, the argument we're kind of having was, I I was saying I don't believe that women, you know, several hundred years ago would be as ad, would be advocating for birth control, and the reason why is because if you didn't have babies, you die. Whereas today, human civilization is very far from it, it's so far from population reduction extinction that the real threat is socially overpopulation and overproduction. So the narrative now is don't have kids to survive. Yeah. But I'm like, if you go back several hundred years, the women were like, we need more kids. And the guy was like, I want 12 babies. 
and the, the mothers would be all laughing at each other about how many babies they're having. And the reason for it was simple. The women who didn't want to have kids didn't have kids and then didn't exist anymore. <laughs> That's it. The ideology could not exist. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we have the Industrial Revolution, exactly. militarization, police forces, security, and guns. Oil. Oil. Absolutely. All of these crazy ideas are allowed to exist. Yep. Not that not that anyone should say your idea shouldn't exist. It's just that they literally can't in any survival scenario. They run into reality so much faster without the modern society and modern foundations that we have. Everyone likes to talk, everyone that's communist likes to talk about, oh, all these things will happen. But when they talk about the negatives of capitalism and stuff, they just, they describe it in a way as if the the negatives of capitalism don't happen in the absence of capitalism people get sick when there's no capitalism people don't have clean water when there's no capitalism people don't have enough food when there's no capitalism all these things that they blame on capitalism also happen in the absence yeah. of capitalism what do you think would happen so if we took a hundred communists dropped them in the middle of i don't know like the yukon territory with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And said, good luck. I'd find out if I could download the app and become a subscriber to the show. Oh, right. Timcast. <laughs> checking in on our communists in the Yukon. Uh, not, I shouldn't say the Yukon, but like, let's say there was an area where it's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to take 100 communists and we're going to put them in this um, temperate climate uh, with some fields and some forests good luck what would happen well, well, is well, don't forget communism I mean, would be gone in a week well don't forget there's a lot of different types of communists and there are some communists who are incredibly well trained oh. some communists who are incredibly well trained um for military for military battle for, for but for that, 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 that doesn't have an impact on whether or not you can find food like you take a hundred. Well, people, I mean, that communism would would evaporate, obviously. I mean, the 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 I, so what would happen is, a hundred communists put in the middle of, of nowhere, and uh, the incapable people they're going to be like, well, look, you're six foot tall, you can reach all the apples, go get the apples for us. And he's like, I I cannot do all of this for you. Well, look, he's five foot three and overweight, he can't get the apples, so he's going to sit down and tell stories. You go get the apples. He's going to be like, no, I got the apples. I decide. And they're going to say, that's not how communism works. And he's going to say, come and take it. Uh-oh. He's going to, this communist guy is going to look at him and say, Molan Labe. <laughs> I mean. Two seconds. I am not giving up my food. I don't want to starve. Winter is coming. Good luck. You're on your own. Yeah. I mean, it's the idea that, that, it, that it would work in absence of the foundation that the, you know, that the, the industrial revolution and our market societies have laid is fanciful all of the communist societies and or socialist societies in history actual socialist societies not just like scandinavia where you get free health care and you know the u.s provides for your security um but actual communist countries like they fall apart because you don't have property rights and people don't you know they can't the 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 system doesn't sustain an economy and you have to have something that sustains an economy and i, I want you know, you, you need that liberalism. I want to jump to this tweet from uh, Letitia James, the AG of New York. She tweeted, 
$464,576,230.62. We know what that means. That is the number that they are trying to steal from Donald Trump. You know, what's really fascinating is the uh, number that the court prescribed seems to be the amount of money that Donald Trump has in the bank. Trump has about 400 and some million dollars in cash. And so they said, you got to give us 400 million. Okay. We know he's got that in liquid cash, do we? This is like That's, the John yes. Bonet ransom yeah. note when they asked so, for exactly her dad's <laughs> bonus. Right. I mean, so this is um, an argument from the left is that Trump actually has more, 600 to 700, but Trump has stated it's about 400. And they asked for four. <laughs> New York, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Look, the other story in this is Letitia James just won a case against the NRA official against NRA officials. This is um, Wayne LaPierre's liable for five point four million dollars and, and, and some others. This is the overt, obvious weaponization of the political apparatus of New York. Yeah. So so you listen, what's the off ramp and what happens to a republic when there is no functioning legal jurisprudence in a state and it is simply just a gun new york state serves as a political gun for democrats that's it criminals are let are, they let go illegal immigrants are beating cops and they are using the legal system as a weapon against their political opponents <laughs> think Remember, about what a shit show that yeah city it's crazy Letitia james called the uh, the nra a terrorist organization Look, right for, like she knows exactly who she's out to get she's not investigating fairly she's not trying to protect the people of new york no. she has a political political agenda and she's acting on it full disclosure I think Trump's hilarious. I absolutely hate the NRA and I hate Wayne LaPierre. He's a putz. But they're still <laughs> screwing him for, you know, as a as a political action. Where, this is all about politics. Where is any state? Any conservative state? Yeah. West Virginia, what are you doing? Oh man. I I mean, I was, who's, want- who's who's running for AG next? Um, it's Morsi now, but he's leaving, isn't he? Well, Morsi's running for governor, right? Right. I tweeted this earlier. Can we, today. can we get some like? Can Matt Walsh run for AG of West Virginia? <laughs> but do I well. mean t- Tennessee's next door? Indict as many Democrats as you can for whatever you possibly. But they're can. doing illegal things. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's not like it's not like there's like it's not like if a a, a a conservative AG had the balls to actually look and use the power of the government, it's not like he wouldn't have plenty of of stuff to to investigate and indict people on. There's absolutely no question about it. But they just don't have the courage. So. Do we know who's running for AG? Yeah. So there are two Democrats, Richie Robb and Teresa Torseva, and then John B. McCuskey and Mike Stewart are the Republican candidates right now. But I tweeted about this this morning. We need to have significant lawfare. There needs to be significant uh, legal attacks against Google, again, for for. Uh, under civil light rights laws, there needs to be massive, massive, massive amounts of lawfare. There needs yeah. to be prosecutions, investigations. Every single conservative that is in any position that is in any position of power that can investigate some some kind of possible uh, breaking of the law, they need to do it, and they need to do it specifically when it's Democrats for political reasons. Because that's what the Democrats are doing. Yeah. If lawfare is what they want, lawfare is what we need to deliver them, and we need to deliver them lawfare in as much in, in as much volume as possible. And the end result is obvious, isn't it? I mean, 
Republicans right now are going, guys, guys, we can't do this because think of the escalation that it would cause. And it's like, dude, there is they, they are literally seizing the president's assets, yep. the former president's assets. They're trying to put him in prison on false charges. They are falsely accusing him of all sorts of untoward things. They're going after his children. And y'all are like, yeah, yeah, but calm down, calm down. And the thing is, the less the 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 less political response you get, the more likely someone does something that everybody doesn't want. The more likely some some nutbag decides he's going to grab a gun and go shoot a politician or something like that. Some idiot does something stupid because the problem those problems arise when people feel like they don't have a political way to to see their complaints uh, rectified or or like in the case of the the election. Well, the, the, the courts won't even hear them. Yeah. If the courts don't hear you and you're just disregarded, you are left with no option. Well, I, 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 complete, I completely agree with you. And if we see the shenanigans in this 24 election and the Democrat, whoever they might be, maybe, it's, maybe, maybe Joe Biden will serve successfully until 2029. Who knows? But, um, <laughs> if, um, but uh, you know, if we get a rerun of 2020 and it ends up in the same way, I think, yeah, that, I think things could get really, really ugly. Then. So, I mean, so what's stopping Morrissey of West Virginia from right now doing what Letitia James is doing? Well, it depends on what you mean. So like with the um, any, any, any NGO, Planned Parenthood, any NGO that operates in West Virginia's borders should be taken to a court and sued into oblivion <laughs> using all of the state's resources. Yeah, it's interesting because the NRA, the reason Lucia James is able to go after the NRA is because they're headquartered in New York and any uh, nonprofit that's operate that's headquartered in New York is subject to the to uh, the jurisdiction of the attorney general. They couldn't even move out if all, they wanted to. All national NGOs have legal filings in those states. Right, but that, so that means Morrissey could go after any of these national level NGOs. Sure, but like with the NRA specifically, it's headquartered in New York. That's why she's able. They can't move it out without the the attorney general to consent to dissolve. No, 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 no that doesn't status. matter. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that's one of the unique things. Yeah, about this not, case. no, 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 but but that, but it's not. The the name an NGO that's operating at a national level, and they are filed in all states. Mm -hmm. They operate as an organization in all states. They are subject to the jurisdiction of all in each individual state. Yeah, I'm just saying that in particular, that's one of the reasons that the NRA has specific ties to New York. It makes sure. it slightly different. I'm not saying but that it, they it, it doesn't make a difference. It does not make a difference at all. So if you have a nonprofit headquartered in Vermont and you are operating nationally, that means you have filed. Okay, so we, we have nonprofits, right? That means... You go to each state and file that nonprofit with the state as though you are based in that state. Is this, does it doesn't it matter a single it, entity. It's it's a single national entity with a federal tax number, but each it has to operate. It has to file to operate in each state. Okay, okay. It's very very difficult. So that means if you are Planned Parenthood, you are filed to operate in West Virginia, and you are subject to the jurisdiction. At, at, it doesn't matter where you're. I mean, the, the the difference I suppose is that they might not have. They have a bigger building, maybe. But like Planned Parenthood's offices all over the country, Morrissey could start filing against them in two seconds. He could he could make any claim. Any I mean, Alabama right now could go after could go after Planned Parenthood. They've got a whole bunch of now laws on the books. And was it Alabama that said getting an abortion out of state is a conspiracy to commit a crime? They could start going after. I thought it was Idaho. Was, I might be wrong though. No, I don't think it was Idaho. Alabama. My, my, my point is not any of these things specifically, but there is not a single conservative that is looking at who they have jurisdiction over and nope. doing anything about it. Nope. 
conservatives are they're 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 not doing anything just like you said earlier about the oh you know settle down calm down blah 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 blah. it is they are not doing what they need to do to protect the country from people that are looking to fundamentally change the structure of the country like the the new thing today was people talking about where natural rights come come from and they're saying oh well your na- your rights don't come from the you know your rights come from the government they don't come from you being a person right. that is something that the left wants because as soon as they can convince people that your rights come from the government once that is the general consensus then their privileges yeah. then they are at will then there is no more then the then the fact that the bill of rights implies that there are rights that exist prior to the government becomes irrelevant because the people just start thinking that their rights come from the government. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's better than changing any law. It it is. If you can get the narrative in people's heads to change and people to conceptualize their country in a different way, it doesn't matter what the laws are because no one will ever think that you should be brought up on charges when you break the law. If people don't think that it's breaking the law, Mm -hmm. if people don't think that the government is breaking the law by jailing a a journalist, right? If the government just said, we're going to pick this guy up and toss him in jail and it's fine. If people don't think that that's breaking the law, then there will be no outcry and the and the government will do whatever it wants. So if the government can use narrative to control people's thoughts and opinions, the law is totally irrelevant. You can yeah. sit there and be like, well, they're breaking the law. They're oppressing me. Then no one cares. Right. They don't care. And if no one cares, the law doesn't matter. And we live in a in a in a country where it is only a matter of time until the boot starts well, coming the, down on people. The law doesn't matter. What matters is culture. Yes. We talk about it all the time. There are blue laws, there are laws in the books that have never been enforced, that, that haven't enfo- haven't been enforced in a hundred years. And so you have in West Virginia, it is quite literally illegal in I mean you can interpret interpret the laws in so many different ways, but having a drag show with children violates like five or six different laws in the state. Mm-hmm. And uh they, they don't do anything. Nothing happens. They 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 let them do it and they clap and cheers. It happens because the culture of Berkeley County, West Virginia, doesn't care. And perhaps the local prosecutor, I guess, is a is a leftist. I have no idea. So I was talking to this is a little bit of, of an aside, but I was talking to my nephew, uh, the older one. He's he's nineteen, almost twenty now. Um, actually, turns nineteen in March. Um, and I was someone had said something that young women are still kind of like enamored with the whole woke thing and young men are totally rejecting it yep. like really well, really shows strong. It. yeah yeah and so I, I i hit him up because he's a young guy in school i'm like yo what are your friends doing like do your your guy friends blah 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 you know do they really do you see this this is what i hear people saying i think i sent him a tweet from someone that said it oh it was uh, scott adams said it and, and i sent him i was like do you think you know do you think this is is this what you'd see at school and he's like he's like yeah yeah he's You're like getting an eyewitness account You're yeah like, you, well, and, you say- know if you if you've got people that yeah. have, you know that are bare so i i hit up my you know and they're smart kids so they're they're not they're they're like my sister's definitely a normie she's a bank manager and she's very you know she's she's not very involved in politics so she's not actively against trump or anything or against people she's just not really involved but she's very much normally and so like they are not raised to have a a you know right-wing opinion so it's really 
interesting to see what they think and they see it they're like look yeah we see it they see and they're like the kids now like the racism is like there's racism is definitely making a comeback among young people there there's a lot a lot of racist jokes that you think would be off limits or that well that are off limits like young that makes them want to do it exactly i mean mean, if you're gonna say don't do that what are teenagers gonna do the exact thing you're saying you're saying they shouldn't i worked at an all-girls boarding school way back in the day you know basically uh well it was like 2019 i was working there and uh the the girl school when they told me about going into the election and they were saying, you know, we had we had canceled classes because they're all expecting to have a day off to celebrate Hillary. And then they had to have they had baked like all these cupcakes like it was a whole thing. And then they had this. I remember the dean of students telling me he's like, I was we're really grateful we did that because it was a very emotional day for our students than the day after the election. That is because, really like Santa did were, not there come. Were, <laughs> there were three like six girls, year old Santa just didn't show up. Like right, and there was just like but, a small group of girls who had been pro Trump the whole time. And again, it's a small school, so they know who it is. And the school talking about them would act like they were these terrible terrible their fault. kids it like wasn't, they were disruptive because they supported i was it wasn't I mean, they kept saying that he won it wasn't that sen didn't come it's that krampus did <laughs> even better right and so we're laughing like we didn't do anything like we're happy you know whatever man i can't believe that guy won that's it was it was a wild night it was 2016 mm-hmm. yeah yeah wow. never forget it never forget we I re- everyone remembers exactly where they were when that happened mm-hmm. no you want to know where i was yes venezuela Wow. And what was your reaction? Like, what did Venezuela think of this? Well, I don't know what Venezuela thought of it. Actually, Venezuela was, was pretty happy. In fact, Donald Trump was very popular in Venezuela because the regime in Venezuela um, <clears throat> is, is really unpopular. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Trump was sanctioning Maduro and trying to get um, Maduro out. But no, I mean, I'll never forget that night. It was... Uh, it was something special. In fact, it was difficult to like, kind of take it all in because it was it was it was all happening so fast. You didn't have time to kind of <laughs> enjoy bathe in the glory of it. The best <laughs> the best Maduro moment ever is when he's giving that national address and then pulls an empanada out of his drawer and then eats it. Yo, what? <laughs> I haven't seen that. Does, and I used to cover Venezuela. Do you feel like the UK has? Um, their own Trump figure right now? Because I feel like there have been a couple people who have risen oh, no. to notoriety, but no one quite rivals it. I've never seen this. we well, never seen it. <laughs> that is funny. Dude, you couldn't wait 30 seconds to finish your national address before eating the empanada? It's big empanada. They're paying him to do this. <laughs> big empanada. This is, it, look, Venezuela is what happens when low cognitive function and evil people are left unchecked. You get your leader during, while your nation is starving. He's eating an empanada on TV. And, and he's still there. What, what's, what's to happen? A bus driver with no experience. Well, you want to know what's interesting about Venezuela is that actually Venezuela, the Venezuelan economy has actually grown quite a bit in the last two, three years because he's had to just give up on the currency. So it's all dollarized. And um, he's had to, you know, remove all the price controls. He's had to lift a load of tariffs. So Venezuela is actually doing a lot better than it was. Um, it's still in a terrible place, obviously. You know what but, he should uh, do? He should, he should make Bitcoin legal tender in Venezuela. Well, that's what Bukele... Right, well, it's working. Bukele has done. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, Bukele is, a, is quite an inspiration, actually. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's 
Quite what do you ugly. think of his speech at CPAC? I've got to be honest, like, I didn't watch it because I kind of know what he, what, what the kind of thing he said. But what I will tell you about is he absolutely schooled a BBC journalist the other day. And the journalist was saying, oh, you know, uh, all these innocent people. And to be fair, there, are, there will be innocent people in El Salvador who have been um, imprisoned. Of course. And that's sad. You can't um, but that, But that happens in America, that happens in the UK, that happens everywhere. Um, but to think, just to think that, I don't know the precise statistics, but I think it's 90, 95%. To think that you could go out, right, and get murdered so easily, and now these streets are completely safe. I mean, that's an incredible achievement. A really incredible achievement. And, and no matter, even though that there are people that, like innocent people that end up getting, you know, scooped up and stuff, there's not going to be a lot of people that are going to complain. Oh, no, they love him. It's like they love him. The, they absolutely the love him. Only the outside of the country. And, and this is, you know, it's funny, you were bringing up, uh, you were talking about Drudge being kind of left of center. I mean, I'm absolutely disgusted by Drudge nowadays. And I noticed they put a headline, although I do read it sometimes, and they put up a headline, you know, calling him a dictator. <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable. Did they? Did he get bought by the CIA? Is that what happened? Well, actually, you know, he's it's funny. Trumper, it's right? funny because yeah. conservatives think he's this this hardline conservative, but he isn't. He actually comes from El Salvador's more socialistic party. I think he's kind of a maverick, and he's Bukele also does? yeah. Sorry, Bukele does. Bukele does. Oh, yeah. I was talking about Drudge. Oh, Drudge. Yeah, was oh. Drudge bought by the CIA? Oh, why would Bukele? Well, actually, I mean, that, that, that's a good question. You might have a better view on this. I mean, and, and I know it's an very you know people have talked about it a lot but what actually happened did he sell it or has he just gone off the rails what do you think my instinct is that he hasn't sold it but i might be wrong i, I mean i really don't know but like it, you mean like a private sale happened no one knows about yeah because he's a very secretive guy i mean he he you know he was a very strange strange figure and Drudge. he would keep that kind of thing private you're talking about drugs yeah and he is obsessed with Trump. And he's also very anti-Elon Musk as well. Why, why is he anti-Elon Musk? Because he's a liberal now. I mean, I, I don't yeah, know what's going on there. I, I mean, I, I just don't... Well, I mean, I do understand and I do see it. Just it's, it's still... My gut reaction is still surprising for people to be like, oh, I don't like Elon Musk because of the things that he says on Twitter. It's like all of this history of him doing actual things that you loved up until he bought X. Right. You know, and, and came... He started talking to the wrong people. Essentially started looking at the country and saying, hey, look, I don't like the things that I'm seeing with the government being too, you know, trying to do be too authoritarian. And, like, he notices that and starts, make, starts speaking about it. And then it's like, oh, he's now he's officially just a total bad person and... and deserving of as much uh, animosity as I Donald Trump. I think it's okay Trump. to be skeptical of people, right? Like, he's an extremely wealthy man who now controls all kinds of things. Like, yeah, you know, don't just make anyone an idol. But I do think that there is, weirdly, this this switch that happened where they said, well, you bought X and so now you're the enemy. And that, to me, seems such like a histrionic well, response. Well, to be fair, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Elon and I love what he's done with X. Um, but... I have noticed he's he's become quite partisan, and I don't actually think that Elon? that is yeah. And in, I don't in what way though? Well, he's just you know pushing Republicans and conservatives on Twitter, which I love. But whoa, 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 no, 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 you got to break that down. What do you mean? Well, he's you know he's 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 make, he's he's fighting all our arguments for us, you know, on the border, on 
uh, censorship on 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 corruption. And, Those are only I think I think you're, I think that's a leftist narrative that what you're what you're saying. Yeah, but I can un I can understand my, the point I was going to make was that I think he I don't think he's foolish for doing this, but I think that if I think he but no, 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 I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back. Okay, Elon Musk is not partisan. The no, idea I, the idea and claim that he is is a leftist talking point to <laughs> to legitimize communist and Marxist ideas. Elon Musk saying things that every American believed in 10 years ago as to the foundational principles and the the solidification and preservation of the republic are American ideas, regardless of liberal or conservative. To say now that Elon Musk promoting ideas that we tend to agree with makes him partisan is to legitimize the leftists claim that they are a legitimate wing of, of American politics. Well, they're not progressives and their ideas like every Democrat in 2019 raised their hand that they would open the borders. Every single one of and them. And they also raised their hand when they said, would you give free health care? That's to right. Aliens? They said, and Elon Musk responded to that tweet that I put out when I posted that video. And of the uh, uh, of the video that uh, Badia Angar Sargon posted about them wanting open borders. If you believe in having a secure border, that is a normal middle of the road American position that even Hillary Clinton was calling for a border barrier in 2008 to like 2012. Now what we have is communists who are trying to legitimize the idea that it's actually a partisan position to destroy the country. And they had great success pushing those ideas forward through social media in, in uh, the 2020 cycle. Elon Musk isn't coming out and saying industry should have this, this tax rate. And he's not coming out and saying pro-life or otherwise. He's not coming out and saying everyone should donate to the RNC. Republicans are the greatest political party. But what we're looking at right now is you have... Uh, Phil's not a conservative. I'm not a conservative. Hannah Claire, you're probably a conservative. I'm conservative. We, we actually are a range of spectrum around left and right. Elon Musk would be somewhere in between and arguing with us. So it's not partisan at all. But what's happened now is the left is trying to leg legitimize the idea that their psychosis is legitimate politics. So my point is simply this. When the meme that Elon Musk posted exemplifies it pretty well. There's a left and a right in this country and Elon is center left. Then, center left. then the far left comes out and says the most deranged psychotic things and claims they're the actual left, which moves the middle and puts Elon now in the right wing position. Elon Musk is a leftist. Elon Musk has complained about climate change. Elon Musk has talked about like progressive tax policy. Elon Musk holds tons of traditional liberal positions. Elon Musk voted for Joe Biden. Well, at least so he says. Probably. There you go. Elon uh, Musk has posted tons of things where people where conservatives have criticized him for holding liberal ideas. He's he's not being partisan by saying, I believe in thing that would 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 keep America functioning unless the argument is the, the po legitimate politics of this country are whether the country should exist or not exist. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I certainly understand the left holds those, those views that the United States should not exist, but I don't believe it's a legitimate political discussion for a country to say, I, I hereby vote the country doesn't exist. No, you're an invasive, invasive force trying to destroy us. The legitimate conversation of this country is we all agree we should preserve this country. Let's make it work. 
We're at war, however, in a cold civil war, whatever you want to call it. Elon Musk saying things that would make this country function is normal discourse. Well, I think I take Elon at his word. I don't agree that he's center left. I think I take him at his word when he says he's a social liberal and an That's economic conservative. Well, he's fiscal conservatives. I mean, that is social, right social, of- social liberal fiscal conservatives is traditional Democrat, which is American center left. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a that's a interesting way of looking at it. I don't necessarily disagree, but um. But that so so when you look up the academic terms, right? This was big when everyone said I'm a classical liberal. I'm a classical liberal, and I kept saying, No, you're not. Classical liberal means libertarian in American politics. Social liberal is close to Bernie Sanders, and traditional liberal is center left libertarian. So I've got a question for you about that. Yeah. You have said in the past that you liked Bernie. Yep. And I see Bernie as everything we're railing against. Because Bernie is as close to a communist as, or socialist as... Bernie as, Sanders as in 2016 is not Bernie Sanders in A lot of people do say that, but I think that's overstated. Because nope. he, he's, he's always been very socially progressive and he's always been, you know, very economically left-wing. And I think that's undeniable. And he jumped off the cliff. Yeah, so, but so, I mean, did he ever really advocate like you know it's controlled open immigration? Open borders he, is a Koch made, brothers made. proposal. He said yeah. in 2015, you cannot have open borders. The World Socialist website called him a nationalist capitalist <laughs> for saying, yeah. I think in 2018, something like, "Oh my God, no, we can't have open borders. Everybody would flood this country. It can't work." That's Bernie Sanders. And then what happened is he realized he could be a millionaire, and that who cares. What's the point? I think he's that cynical. I mean, Absolutely. maybe right. how many houses do he own? A three? Yeah, I, I mean, he's he a rich up. man. He's I think a rich he's, man. I think he's less cynical and more a party person. And he's like, well, I can make money, and I'm going to do what the party says. I think that he's he's more uh, <clears throat> he's more of a a you know a party pawn than than a an lot idea of, guy. A but, lot of Trump supporters were originally Bernie supporters. That is yeah. that is true. But I've always found that very strange. Well, I think but it makes lot perfect of, sense when Bernie Sanders in 2015 and 16 is saying we need to help blue collar workers we need to bring back manufacturing we need to secure our borders we need better trade agreements and, and they're all going this bernie guy makes a lot of sense but do you really <clears throat> believe if bernie had become president in 2016 america two questions do you think that america would be a would a have secured its borders no. and b be on the right track no because bernie sanders is a pathetic weak coward <laughs> well i uh, and that's yeah. why he lost <laughs> That's why the Democrats steamrolled him. Well, and that's they kind of stole it from him, to be fair. Yeah, because he's a pathetic, weak coward. And he whimpered and cried, and, and he said, I'll just take the million dollars, and I'll go <laughs> crawl away. And Donald Trump was the bull who smashed through the doors and said, don't F with me. It's also fair to, under, to, to take into account the fact that people that used to like Bernie... Like when they saw what the Democrats did to Bernie, that has something to do with the fact that they no longer like the Democrats. Like if they left, if they were like, yeah, I like Bernie and blah, blah, blah. And they saw that the way the Democrats treated Bernie, it might be like, oh, wait a minute. Like they're what? not nearly as as mu I, they're not better than the Republicans. Like I thought they were. The Democrats are just as bad. So mm -hmm. it doesn't right. matter if I go to the Republicans. No for Donald I was Trump. in right. I was in Anaheim and there were three people, an older guy and two younger guys. They were hanging out. It was outside of a Trump rally. And I asked these guys, what are they doing? You know, why do they support Trump? And they said, actually, they were Bernie supporters. The older guy was like a factory worker. He had been in a union his whole life. The younger guys were fairly progressive, but they were friends with the older guy. I don't know. They might have been related. And uh, they said, look, we want Bernie. We think that he's got the experience in, in, in D.C. 
his consistency says to us that he means what he says and we think he'll fight for the things he's he's talked about and he's advocating for for the for the union worker the factory worker the manufacturing base he's advocating to secure our borders and get rid of this this you know the the Koch brothers proposals <laughs> and when the de- when the DNC destroyed him Donald Trump was our only choice uh shortly after meeting them they were physically attacked by far leftists outside the Trump rally and they were chased smacked uh and spit on and they were, and these guys were, uh, this is Anaheim, yeah, these guys were were like former Bernie guys. I mean, I think part of it as well is I look at the most dangerous people in America, Ilhan Omar, Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez, and they're all Bernie people. And I just find it, I've always found it very difficult to square the eye. And I, you're absolutely right, of course, that a lot of Bernie people went over to vote for Trump and everything. But I've always found it very difficult, to, very difficult idea to square that you can somehow transition from being a Bernie fan to being a Trump fan, because they are ultimately very, very different. Their, their campaign policies were very much the same in 2015 and 16. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have to. I have not seen evidence. Um, I'm sure it exists, but I have not seen him talk about um, securing the borders. But I, I mean, think he may have. I, it reminds well, me sure of basically 2016, say, February 8th from NPR. Five ways Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump are more alike than you think. I think it's one of those things like West Virginia was a blue state for years and years and years. It always elected Democrats. Old school Democrats. Yeah. Right. And I think in some ways people forget that the Democratic Party has gone through a, t- a ton of change. Something that is in borders. important aid, no. level of immigration we permit, even up to the up to a level of open borders, about sharply increasing open borders. Open no, borders. That's a, that's a Koch brothers proposal. The really? idea, of course. I mean, that's a right wing proposal which says essentially there is no United States. But it, would, anybody it can, would make a lot me. of global poor richer. Excuse me. <laughs> it would make everybody in America poor. Then you're doing away with, with the concept of a nation state. And I don't think there's any country in the world which believes in that. If you believe in a nation state or in a country called the United States or UK or Denmark or any other country, you have an obligation, in my view, to do everything we can to help poor people. What right-wing people in this country would love is an open border policy. Bring an open My, border. how things have changed, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen. There's Bernie Sanders saying, with an open border, you will get poorer. And what is Joe Biden doing? Please share this clip of Bernie Sanders. It's, a, it's, it's right when it starts, as Klein asks him. And in the first minute, he says, immigration will make you poorer. And now ask everybody why. Do you support Joe Biden? You do? Why do you hate Bernie Sanders? Because Bernie Sanders said this. What, it's almost 10 years so ago, what, what, years what ago he now. says at the end there is wrong, though. He says that right-wing people want an open border. Back then, he wasn't wrong. And this is why... Yeah, the, okay, the Romney-McCain wing of the party, I agree with you. But I don't yeah, consider they want them... Cheap labor I don't consider in. them right-wing. I consider them sort of... Well, they're neocons above everything else. And that's there. who had dominated the Republican yeah. Party. And that's why people like me didn't care for either party. And then when Trump came in, I just thought it was all a whole bunch of BS. I'm like... Another guy, I ain't falling for it. I fell for Obama. I'm not falling for it again. And then Hillary Clinton lost, and I laughed my ass off and had a good time. And then 2020 came around, and I was like, Trump deserves another four years. No new wars. Everything else is stamp collected. These people come to me, and they're like, but Trump did this. I'll be like, he did what? Well, Trump said, grab him by the pussy. I'll go, wow. How many people did not get blown up because Donald Trump was president? So let me make a choice. I don't know. Joe Biden and we've got Syria ramping up. We've got war in the Red Sea. We've got war with the Red Sea Houthi rebels, Iran back, Iranian backed militias. We've got war in Israel. The U.S. is supporting all of it and Ukraine or grab by the pussy.
<laughs> I think I know which one I'm taking. I do believe that if Trump gets back into office, he will bring an end to the Ukraine conflict. It may come with a price. I mean, I'm I'm more sympathetic to Ukraine than I'm to Russia, but um, I used I, to I th- be. Now yeah. I hate Ukraine with a passion. It's not so much that I have any particular affection for Ukraine as much as I think that Putin ultimately supports communism around the world. And I'm an anti-communist. I mean, look, I mean, he, if you look in the news recently, I mean, he bought Kim Jong-un a, some kind of car as a gift. Now you could say, oh, that's smart, 4D chess diplomacy. But I mean, Kim Jong-un, as far as I'm concerned, is like, I mean, the... We sanctioned Russia. We... We block their trade. We block swift payment from Russia. And it failed. And it Ukraine failed. and Ukraine robs us. Zelensky steals from us. <laughs> he steals from a lot of countries. Well, yeah, he certainly does. And he's stealing from us. And so you know what? Putin's a bad guy who has interests that are absolutely opposed to our interests. He's not a good person. He is a very, very bad person. Okay. Ukraine's robbing the American people. And, and our crackpot, corrupt politicians are in on it despicable, evil people. And Zelensky, with a smile on his face, keeps saying, give me more, give me more. And our politicians are like, sure thing. Well, the person I hold in most contempt for, um, person I hold in contempt for this, above all, is Boris Johnson. Because he could have brought an end to it. And he, I don't know exactly when yeah, it was. Yeah, but, but he, he was, he was he sent went there out. by the US. Sorry? He was sent there by the US. Well, maybe and okay, but he but he persuaded Zelensky not to uh, yep. not to sign a peace deal, and I, I I think when I think that ultimately when you think of the realities of war, um, and this is coming up a lot at the moment with the you know talk of the draft, and I love this bill that uh, Anna Paulina Luna proposed, which was <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> anyone who votes in favor of Ukraine war has to go fight has to go fight in it. Um, but I mean, I've never been in war, but I know for some that war is hell. And whatever we can do to stop war, we, we should. There was a great quote we read on this show that war is not hell. <clears throat> I can't remember whose quote it was. But they said, in hell, everyone's bad. In war, children are getting blown up. It's not hell. It's something worse. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, yeah, there was a point where I was like, man, I feel real bad for Ukraine. You know, I want them to survive. I've been there several times. I have friends from there. Now I'm just like, I can't wait for them to lose. So they stop stealing out of our pocket. But you can't, I mean, to be fair, plus you, 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 can't, you can't blame Zelensky for taking advantage of what the US are offering. I can't blame the guy who bought my stolen car and knowing it was stolen. I can't blame the guy who went to his buddy and said, steal, steal the car from your neighbor and bring it to me. It's not his fault. What do you mean? But, okay, but I mean, look, if you imagine, if you put, imagine the shoe on the other foot, I think that's the correct phrase. Um, you know, if America were taking money from elsewhere and they were happy to do it, um, and it were getting congressional or whatever they and call the people it, were protesting and it was deeply unpopular. All the national, international polls showed people hated it and didn't want to be involved in it. And you were taking their money. You are a thief. <laughs> like Zelensky knows for a fact that the American people do not want to give him money. This is widely known and in the press. Zelensky knows Trump is winning in the polls. He knows the American people do not support sending money to Ukraine. And he fears that should Donald Trump win, their support will be cut off. Yeah. I mean, he's probably, you're probably right. He's also like in a position where, you know, if, if he loses his, his, his head is on the line. I mean, he might get killed. 
Yeah. So his his life is actually online. And whereas I get that, you know, he doesn't have a whole lot of choice. And I get that, you know, he's making a, a choice that to the American people is probably objectionable to most of us. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that the American people should handle at the voting, in the voting booths in the fall. Um, so... Zelensky knows the American people are screaming as the politicians are shuffling duffel bags of cash out the back door and he's crossing his fingers being like a couple more bags before they find out what we're doing. They're, they're going to send in the cops to stop us. Just get us a couple more bags. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, not only, not only that, I mean, it's going to him, but it's also it's like we're making all or printing this what, what, money what, 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 so that way he can buy weapons what, from what, the U.S. What, what, what was the amount that was unaccountable? Was it 50 billion? Oh, yeah, they have they have accounting errors, don't they? Uh, no, no, no. There was there was there was a substantial <laughs> amount of money that was unaccounted for. Yeah, that was sent there. Yeah. This guy is a scumbag. Look, Putin's a scumbag. Putin's a bad guy. He's a nasty dude who's, who's, who's strangled power in Russia for for decades. Don't like the guy. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, that's that's why Zelensky deserves our money. How about that money goes to, I don't know, fixing pipes, fixing roads, building bridges, securing our border? Here's a question. I need to uh, check the figures on this. But, I mean, how does the cost of funding the conflict in Ukraine match up with the cost of funding millions of illegal immigrants? Uh, putting like, them yep, in yep. both inflationary both are destroying this country <laughs> but which one costs more i imagine the illegal immigrants but war's very expensive so well i don't know you, you i'd have you to track check. a metric like that that's 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 massive <clears throat> yeah also, it is massive and and it's it's costing it's 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 so we probably shouldn't be doing both at the same time or maybe we shouldn't be doing either i mean yeah. this is the thing that sort of i think republicans need to answer for but i also think uh, any left-wing politician should because we've known for a long long time that making ourselves uh the military interventionists around the globe costs our taxpayers but also opening our borders not defending our own borders uh allowing illegal immigration immigration to run rampant for decades costs us too i mean at what point do we acknowledge that every elected politician has failed their constituents by not doing more to secure the border by not saying no to every foreign aid package before ukraine at a certain point you know these things are hitting a breaking point. These are the most blatant examples, but we have been allowing Americans to suffer for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys feel the same way in the UK? I mean, because the UK is I'll support the support in UK. The support for Ukraine in the UK is definitely um, greater than the US. Greater? I, oh, yeah. Do you, think that, do you think that the UK feels like... Do you think that among the UK population, do you think that that Russia's looked at as a threat to them, to the island itself? Well, huh, interestingly, Putin has said, I think he said that actually if he were to launch a attack of some kind, London would be his first target. Um, but didn't the UK government just stop offering uh, visas to Ukrainian families or something? I didn't see that. Is that true? I was. I thought I saw, yeah. I thought I saw it in December. I, 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 think, it, I think it's an intractable issue, really. I mean, I, I, I don't see any way out of this crisis apart from some politicians saying, we have to end this war. And I guess the only person at this point you can do that is Donald Trump. So choose wisely. And just wait. I mean, that's the thing. Now we have to wait for an election. 
Yeah, exactly. And 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 the war in Ukraine is obviously going on, and it's we're gonna go through a whole summer, another whole summer of grinding up human beings. Yeah, go ahead and get another two two three hundred thousand people that are yeah. dead. You know, every like that. bill that Congress tries to pass, they're gonna stick an aid package. Up, uh, you have to send money to Ukraine. To, uh, Can't wait! Exciting, exciting things coming this summer. People spending money on Ukraine. It's inflationary. Inflation's not going anywhere. The, these are all. No. No, it'll get worse. <clears throat> yeah. It'll get worse. For sure. Gen Z just needs to hear the message repeated over and over and over again. And uh, and the younger gener generation, of course. The reason why you can't afford an apartment is because they're giving all of your uh, resources to non-citizens. Yeah. Yeah. You had, was five million last year or three million? Uh, I, I mean, when, they said? when you talk about certified insanity, you know, being mentally ill for supporting Joe Biden, well, I, I wouldn't quite go that far, but... What I will say is that people who don't have a problem with what's happening at the southern border and actually on the borders of Europe and the UK, people who truly believe that it's all going to be fine and we can just keep letting them in, those people have to be certifiably insane. I mean, I just, I just don't know how a city like, I mean, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, he's saying repeatedly, this is going to destroy New York. This is going to, you know, we've got no more room. This is, you know, this is a crisis. But when you actually hear him say, Joe Biden, please, I'm pleading with you, close the border. He never does it. Well, now Biden's saying, oh, we got to take action to close the border. It's the Republicans mm -hmm. who are keeping it open because they're evil. I never had a good look at that um, border security. Uh, well, it wasn't a border security bill. It was a Ukraine funding bill. So Ukraine funding was mm -hmm. attached to it. No. UK it funding was, what, 70 something percent of yeah. it? It was a bill to fund Ukraine with an amnesty package attached to it. Of the $18 billion set aside in the package, $90 billion went abroad and like $20 billion went to, uh, the, to border security. They called it no, like the uh, 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 $20 billion went to border amnesty. Border amnesty. That's yeah. true. It was not it, a security bill. What do you mean by border amnesty? It increased the amount of people who are allowed to enter the country. It facilitated their entry into the country. It gave CBP the right to adjudicate asylum claims outside of courts. It allowed work permitting for non-citizens. It sped up the process by which they come in and gave the authority to Border Patrol to make it go faster. Do you know, this is what they always say. They say, we've got a crisis. We've got to fix it. We understand that the border is a crisis. And then what they do, they say, mm, so here's our solutions. Speed up. The, 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 codify what we're doing and make yeah, it easier for yeah, us. Yeah, speed up the yeah. process with which they can be shipped in it and handed all the benefits. It would have acted, ended Texas's efforts to secure the border. It would have given legal justification codified to CBP and the federal government to bring in up to 8,500 adults per day and an infinite amount of minors per day. Yes, there was a, yeah. Infinite. True. So as many of these guys just claim they're 17, even though they're 40, doesn't count towards the totals. So it it basically codified the illegal immigration. It would have made it all legal immigration. That's the point. It was an amnesty bill. Mm -hmm. they, they, they would have come out and said, we solved the illegal immigration crisis. It's all legal immigration. Now. But then Chuck, Chuck <laughs> Schumer did that interview being like, look, we have to compromise. You know, everyone has to compromise. I don't like everything in this bill. It was it was. Definitely intended to be something to make Republicans look like they're the problem. I mean, this is the same White House that said, no, no, there's nothing wrong at the border. It's great. And then eventually said, well, if there's a problem, it's the Republicans. Yep. fault." I mean, they lie through their teeth about this then, and don't actually want a solution at all. They make a bill to fund Ukraine. 
call it a border security bill. And Republicans are like, what? This is a Ukraine bill. We don't we don't vote for it. Biden goes on TV and says, they just said no to our border security bill. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty remarkable when the fact that the name of the bill is misleading and no news organization, no no journalist speaks up and says, uh, this isn't well, the, what they the, say. The news was the problem because they nicknamed it the border bill, but the actual title was like the emergency national security. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Funding Act or something. Like, it just said national security. And that, theoretically, is how they justify sending money abroad, right? We, we have to help Ukraine because that means that we don't have to send Americans to war. That's what Chuck Schumer said. Uh... But it's the journalists who ultimately say, oh, we're just going to get lazy and call it the border bill because that's sort of the way we want. We want the headline to be. Don't say gay. We want the headline to be Republicans stop border bill despite screaming about crisis. Yeah, it's it's because the media is just the mouthpiece of the Democrats. Yeah, well, they're all dying. Laying everybody (laughs) off. Thankfully. Vice.com is gone. Thankfully. Mercifully. I I saw um, Gavin McGuinness made some rather funny remarks about, oh, did about, really? about, about how he started i do find it so funny that that gavin mcginnis was the man who started vice he was and, the content uh, guy behind it mm-hmm. shane was the marketing guy. sarush started it shane was supposed to do marketing and and gavin was doing the content to be fair to vice their youtube the, some of their youtube documentaries were pretty cool yeah in 2011 uh, i think there's some more recent ones than which that. one well i don't know i mean I, that's one about Honduran gangs. I mean, I saw one on that, and it was it was pretty. I just read this article from Vice. I mean, they're brave journalists as well. Uh, it's from originally it was Vice, um, one of the European vices, but they're trying to float the idea that mifepristone, the drug that they use for abortion, should be the new uh, birth control because oh it's God. a non-hormonal. You know, there have been a huge movement of women saying, you know, birth control is bad because you're pumping your body through oh, hormones. Right. There are long-term effects. And they're like, absolutely no problem. If you just once a week take this abortion drug, it's a form of birth control. Yeah, We've right. solved this issue. Like, vice is such a weird thing because you do get a glimpse into how other people are thinking. Was. And you can see, was, that's true. Is it, is it officially dead? So, so vice now is a production company that will operate behind the scenes. And will sell shows to other networks. Ah, okay. But Vice.com is done, and so they don't not, they don't they don't do any regular content anymore. And what about BuzzFeed? Because BuzzFeed is all, also yeah, BuzzFeed almost gone, but it's still kind of alive, like kind of limping on in this. The brand sure? name is is still around, but I don't think yeah. BuzzFeed makes. Look, I mean, the page is still there. But yeah, they post something seventeen oh, hours they, ago. They... Let's take a quiz. Let's take a quiz. <laughs> the it they essentially were not. Uh, it's BuzzFeed News that I believe is gone, right? Yeah. Oh, they, okay. That was because of the lawsuit that uh, Peter Thiel and Hulk Hogan brought against No, that was Gorka, wasn't it? Was that Gawker? That was yeah, that was Gawker. Gawker. Oh, was it? Okay, my bad. Yeah, my May, bad. May 2023 was their last article, I guess. Well, on BuzzFeed Good News. Good riddance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good riddance. A final editor's note. Bye-bye. Well, I'll never forgive BuzzFeed. Oh, I wonder what Vice, Vice.com is going to For gonna calling me a website. white nationalist. <laughs> when did they do that? Well... What happened was... Um, <laughs> what happened was... 
as I've told, as I was telling you earlier, I really got into this business through um, Milo Yiannopoulos. And uh, he had uh, been sending some messages. I don't know. There was some messages, some leaked thing that went out to a, um, a uh, BuzzFeed journalist called something Bernstein. Is it Joe Bernstein? Alex Bernstein? I uh, can't remember his name. But anyway, he was, he was a BuzzFeed, he was a BuzzFeed uh, tack dog. And uh, they, did a, they did a whole thing about, you know, um, Breitbart and the white national, how, how, how white nationalism was uh, infiltrated into the mainstream. And I was linked, and I was put up in this graph um, about it. And, you know, they were linking me with all these things. And to be fair, you know, some of the things that Milo had said were, well, let's just say I wouldn't say them. Uh, but I had no idea about them. And anyway, I was linked with this. And then I was, I was actually still studying at the time. And uh, then my local newspaper like picked up the fact that like a student at the, the university has been accused of, of white nationalism. And then it kind of ruined the rest of my time at university because I, uh, I saw all these people and I just could just feel that they were looking at me. Like, because I wanted to be non-political. Mm -hmm. I think I am political, but... When you I meet your when, work to be yeah, when I meet liberals, I, you know, in other scenarios, I just don't want to talk about politics. Yep. And I could just feel that you know people were like, "Ooh, ooh you know, he, that's he, crazy." This is the guy. This is this is the, this is the. You had been branded, yeah. Yeah. So that was very uncomfortable. So I do not um, this, mourn Buzzfeed's demise. The story that I was told by someone I knew at Vice was very high up. Was that it was a dream come true? Everything was going great. Murdoch came in and gave them something like $70 million, giving them a $2 billion Murdoch was an investor in Vice. Yes, he was like... Didn't know that. Yeah. And what happened was, after a few sex scandals where high-ups were accused of impropriety, the other investors that had gotten involved at this point, which was like Disney or something, A&E, Hearst or whatever, they basically said, the only way out of this is for you guys to embrace feminist ideas and claim <laughs> to be feminists. And so they just went, whatever, we don't care, sure. And that was it. Overnight, Vice, that became, began the, the end of what was considered to be, I mean, Shane, Shane Smith, the CEO, was talking about how uh, they were, the, were going to be the CNN of the street. They were taking over. They were the new big thing. They were better, bigger. They had the youth. I got to tell you, when Vice decided to embrace hardcore ideology of the left, they smacked their audience in the face with a mallet. And I'd been talking to some vice producers. There was an article they wrote, and it was called, uh, This Horrible App Shows You What Women Look Like Topless. <laughs> and I was talking to one of the producers, one of the original guys, and I said, you want to know why Vice is dying? And this was, this was seven years ago. Like, they were still functioning. And I was like, because when they were popular, the article would have been titled, This Amazing App Will Show You What Women Look Like Topless. And they would have been irreverent, shockingly offensive, but facetious, like not literally infringe on, you know, make women look naked, but it's a joke. It's funny. Have a laugh. Now they're uptight, whiny twats. And everybody I knew advice, they were like, but we can't do that anymore. And I'm like, yeah, you can. It's what made you big. Why abandon what people like and want and enjoy? Let them rot for all I care. Maybe if they eventually abandon the domain, I'll take it. Yeah, you should bother to <laughs> bang. I, I, the, the, the domain it's, itself is probably worth $10 million. Wow. It's wow. a four letter domain of a single, single word. And a, a very famous word. And yeah, I yeah, guess it's a very yeah. high use word.
Like they're, I can't believe they got it, but they were early. So it used to be viceland.com. And then once they got a bunch of money and then millions of dollars, they bought it. But so, it is amazing. So where know. did it go wrong for them? Where did they lose all their money? So around the time I was there. Oh, you because you worked there. Yeah, I started Vice News. You started Vice News. Yeah, and when I okay. was there, it was okay. But it was very obvious to me what was going on, and I was like, I'm out. I need, I need, I need something. Like it, it, it was the corporate, corporateification of what Vice was. I, I would watch the Vice docs. I'm like, man, that's so cool. I want to do that. So I went to Vice and I said, hey, I want to do this with you guys. Look what I can bring to the table. Technology news. They said to me, we don't do news. Like, we have things we will call news, but it's like an on-the-ground documentary. We don't do reporting. And I said, let me come in here and do reporting. Here's the idea I picked Vice. I will live stream breaking news events. You will get hundreds of thousands of viewers concurrent. You film me doing it, and Vice makes the mini-doc. I give you the live concurrent viewers. You sell against it. You make money. And they agreed. It took like six, seven months, and they finally launched Vice News. They had a concept called Vice News, but it was basically anything that HBO didn't want, they would just put on a Vice News YouTube channel. When I came in, they literally said, we don't do field reporting. And Shane Smith at the Knight Foundation said, we had no intention of doing any kind of real news reporting until Tim Pool came in and pitched it to us and convinced us to do it. So I was excited at first, but after the first year, it became increasingly apparent what they were doing and why it was going to fail. And I was like, Okay, I got what I got. I guess I'm out. I left. And then I went to uh, Fusion, and they offered me freedom, a budget, money, my own team. It was an expansion, and I was like, if I'm in control of what's going on, this won't happen. And then within like seven months, they fired their editor-in-chief, brought on a guy who had a Twitter profile that said, down with whiteness. <laughs> and then they went bankrupt, fired everybody, and lost hundreds of millions of dollars. So the funny thing is, I moved through these two companies and, and Fusion was an ABC News company. I, was, I worked out of the ABC News building. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was there in the, and I'll be in the elevator with Whoopi Goldberg. Is this during the Occupy? No, no, this is 2014 to 2016. Okay. I'm in the elevator at the ABC News building in New York. Whoopi Goldberg standing out there. I'm like, I was such a big fan of Guinan. I'm like, this is cool. I'm like, here's where I work. I would walk into like the, where they do the news and I'd be standing there watching them all do it. And I'm like, we're going to make something happen. And then six months later, they were like, we want to be far left. And I asked the president, why would you do that? And he's like, this is what young people want. And I said, no, they don't. Who's telling you that? I was like, I'm on the internet, dude. And I actually proved to them in a marketing strategy campaign on social media. And the president even said to me, Tim, you are the only person in this company who knows how to get views on content. And I was like, I'm telling you what to do. And they were like, eh, we'd rather burn it all to the ground. And they did. <laughs> and they burned it all to the ground. And now I'm looking at Vice and I'm looking at Fusion. And I'm like, you know what, man? Let me say this to the former president of Fusion and to Shane. I don't think Shane cares. I got respect for the guy. I don't know what his plan was. I don't know what's going on in his life. He's a super rich guy with a family. I'm sure he's happy where everything went. But I got to tell you this. Everything I said at the time at these companies, I was right. And if you guys listened and just said, Tim, I'm going to give you a hundred grand. Do whatever it is you're saying to do. I'd be like, okay. And y'all would be worth substantially more money right now. But you know what? I got I to say, I'm not sure Shane cares. He's still a millionaire. He's probably chilling. Vice may be dead, but he got what he got. Good for him. The people who worked at Fusion, I'm sure they're working somewhere. And they didn't care. It wasn't their money in the first place. So whoever invested in these things, Disney, A&E, Hearst, whatever, Univision, ABC, they were more interested, I guess, in, being, in, in burning money, because whatever, 
than actually building the next generation of media. There you go. So what's the next left-wing media company on the chopping block? Washington Post, probably. That would be great. Yeah. That would really, that would be a real mm. knife to the heart. We're going to go to Super Chats. Uh, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Head over to TimCast.com. Click join us. Become a member. Uh, no members only show tonight, but we will be back on Monday with our members only show. But become a member because you get access to our Discord where you can hang out with like-minded individuals. And there's a bunch of extra content available to you there. And uh, plus our members only events are coming up. So in the meantime, we will read what y'all got to say. Polly Puree says, first one, I hope you've done it. You are the first super chat. Congratulations. <laughs> Employee of the month. Tom Forsythe <laughs> says, Democrats who vote for Haley are low down caucus hucksters. Yep. I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow. I mean, I think it's going to be a Trump victory in South Carolina, but, you know. A Saturday, you think? Saturday primary? I mean, yeah. surely it's going to be a wipeout. Well, Haley is from... Uh, she is from South Carolina. No, she's going to get... Did, you see, uh, wipeout, did you see that Dean Phillips, uh, Minnesota... Yeah, he has, he's like, you should he's, be my VP. He, yeah, he's, he's trying to get Haley on board. I mean, I tell you what, one thing I will say about Haley is that she is ramping up the attacks on Trump. I think it's going to be difficult for her to endorse trump i mean she did the speech yep. this week saying i'm not dropping out on sunday so that was weird yeah she, she says she's it's getting it. the stage it's where weird. i would be almost surprised if she endorsed donald trump everyone everyone she thought won't. she was going to drop out but she just decided she wanted to make sure everyone knew she wasn't mm -hmm. all right here we go jacob parody says now Letitia james is about to bankrupt the nra no in fact lapierre has to pay back the nra so she's funding the nra i guess but it is an attack so we get that <laughs> Shane H. Wilder says, excellent job on the new song. Very reminiscent of Blue Oyster Cult's Harvester of Eyes and Flaming Telepath with a dash of Fallout Boy. Oh, I've heard it all. I've heard Deftones. I've heard Tool. I've heard The Doors. You know. It's my dad's favorite band. Tom S. says, Ian, my four-year-old daughter couldn't stop watching you on your Eyes of Advice premiere. Sorry, Tim, had to mute after six plays. Her <laughs> name is Lena and says hi. And I don't know why Ian decided not to come on tonight, considering we launched the music video and it's starring him. <laughs> you crazy, man. Yeah, well, Maybe the you know. smoke monster got him. <laughs> That's right. The smoke monster got him. David H. says, Ian, graphene is a hell of a drug. Uh, I will say this to everybody. On uh, next Thursday, we will be announcing, I guess you can call it a winner. I don't really want to call it a contest because I don't know what, you know. But I basically said on Twitter that anybody who comments on the video, the accurate description of what's going on in the video, I will give $1,000. And I will give you this opportunity to clarify. Because some people, in a couple words, hit the nail on the head, but they didn't describe what was going on. They just gave the theme. And I'm like, you're correct, and you don't win. So, uh, so next week, I'm going to go through all the comments. I'm going to look for the person that is closest to the explanation of what is going on. And I mean like, Literally beat for beat. Like, it doesn't have to be 5,000 words. It could literally be like, you know, act one is this, act two is this, act three is this, and that's acceptable. And the ending is this, and here's what it, here's what it refers to, and here's what it's about. Some people have just been like, ooh, I want to win. It's about X. And I'm like, okay, well, that's two words. You know, what it's about is fairly obvious if you watch it. I'm saying like, what are the, what are the metaphors? You know what I mean? And then uh, whoever whoever comments the closest... I don't know. We'll we'll Venmo or something. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I will we'll just mail out. you cash in an envelope. It'll yeah. We'll 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 figure it out. But uh, you know, 
And it, I got the idea because I saw a bunch of people saying things like, I think this is about this or that. And I'm like, well, that's not right. And then one person was like, I want to say it's about this, but I really think it's about this. And I'm like, that's not right either. And I'm like, okay, someone like someone can figure this out. And a lot of people did, but you know, we're looking for a good description. And more importantly, maybe they won. I don't know. It'll be next week when I look through it and then figure out who is going to get that Venmo, I guess. Yeah. And maybe we'll do this. You know, we should certainly do more interactive stuff with the releases too. Uh, we did sell a lot of coffee when we launched together again. So that was fun. You can buy the song at eyesofadvice.com on iTunes if you want to help us chart on Billboard. But let's read some more Super Chats. All right. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, even Sly Stallone is leaving Cali for Florida. Yeah. True. Yep. Selling things off and dipping out. Yeah. That's he's amazing. A, he, he's a conservative, isn't he? Or well, he's flirted with conservatives. I think the reality is anybody, anybody who reads the news is a conservative. <laughs> Not, but for real. If you passively absorb news, you're a liberal. If you read the news, you're a conservative. And so, and, and I mean that, I don't mean that literally. I mean, Sylvester Stallone is like, man, things are getting bad here. I'm seeing all these really awful things. I better go to Florida. Well, that means he's right wing. Yeah. No, but to be fair, well, I, I might be wrong, but my understanding was he had over the years kind of flirted a bit with the GOP and whatnot. But I maybe, mean, probably. Yeah. I mean, he, he looks like a more... Insane. He doesn't look like a bleeding heart liberal, let's put it like that. All right, Kieran the Meat Man says, Yo, Tim, as a thank you for enabling my caffeine addiction, how can I send you and your crew some of my company's biltong to feed your biltong addiction? Also, do cast brew coffee shops need biltong? Yes, but we got to figure out what's going on with Serge's craft uh, biltong producer that we go through. Serge has a guy. Yeah, he's got, he's got a guy who's already been supplying us with our cravings. So... Honestly, there's literally no way to send send us food. It, it cannot be done. <laughs> yeah, like it would be insane of us to accept food from strangers. Will not happen. Appreciate it though. Appreciate it. Um, maybe once the shop is up and running, you know, stop by and say what's up. However, I do think we 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 have thought about the biltong business. You know, the first thing we're doing is going to Serge's Serge's a guy for our craft small batch high quality biltong. Yeah, One day I saw Serge eating it. And we were like wrapping up and I was like, I will take one of these. And I ate it and I was like, what is this? It is better than jerky. Yeah. And Serge explained that in South Africa, they of course make things that are better than jerky. And so <laughs> then we were like, we must have all of it. And I guess he took a whole cow. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. Sent it our way. Uh, thanks, Vifia. Hope you're watching. Can we like take the cow's innards and organs and turn them into hot dogs? Is that what you do? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Not me. You know, call, call your guy. Look, ask him if he can also. If they're all do beef that. hot dogs, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, isn't a hot dog uh, normally? But normally yeah, it's probably organ. I mean, Luke was always talking about how you got to eat organ meat and stuff, and I'm like, what if we just take the muscle and make biltong, and then take the organs and make hot dogs? Is that good organ? Is that isn't that what hot dogs is? I I am under the I'm of the Crown understanding meat. that is, but I don't know how to make. Uh, Yo, I'm not know, sure how the sausage is you, made. You so. know how they invented cheese. You guys know how, well cheese, you know, you know how cheese was invented? Uh, no. When they would kill an animal, they would put, put its milk in its stomach oh. and then tie its stomach together and carry it around. Huh. And then it would turn into cheese. No? Yeah. And they would just eat it. Be like, hey, food's food, dude. I'll take it. Well, you know, back then. At least that's what I read in a book once. Perhaps it is not correct. Rob Morgan says, it's Friday. There's alien balloons. What did Hunter do this time? Ha ha. Yep. Good question. Winston Alexander says Jeff Bezos is originally from Florida. How is about he? that? Didn't know that. He's like, I'm just going home, guys. It's not about the taxes. I miss the culture. I mean, he definitely spent most of his life in Washington, though. 
Mark Marty Funkhauser says, Tim, you are cringy AF more so every day. <laughs> but you know why I really love these comments? Because it's like he's paying you. Well, <laughs> I mean, aside from paying me, I will I will gladly read negative opinions about myself for people who give me money to do so because it's just like whatever. But I'm just thinking like my guy sitting there in your room looking at your laptop. Do you know what I think about you? Yeah. I don't like, think you think about him at all. And also, I mean, I don't... <sighs> it's such a wild thing to be like... Yeah, I don't know. I had that phase when I was younger where I'm just like sitting around worthless, doing nothing, but also thinking how cool I am. Maybe one day, good sir, you will have some chart-topping music, a top podcast. I, it's absolutely true. You know, that great masterpiece that all of you are sitting on, it may be around the corner. And I mean this literally. For many of you who are wondering where your success is and if you'll ever make it, 10 years from now, you might be like, wow, I can't believe, you know, I was just like playing Minecraft one day, 10 years later, you've got the like biggest sculpt, most prominent sculpture. And people are like, how did you get to that point? It's like, I don't know. I like, I started chipping away at a rock one day, got into it. And now I have a world famous, it could happen to happen to you. Rodney Dangerfield didn't get famous till he was in his fifties. You know what I mean? But I got to tell you, the one thing you got to do if you want to turn that around, I don't know what you're doing. Maybe the guy, maybe, maybe it's, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos behind the scenes and that's why he commented because he's using a fake name. <laughs> but like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing to, to unsheath that great masterpiece you are yet to produce? Go produce it. Villainous V says, Tim, I started my channel a year ago and still going strong. I found that I love doing video editing and have been trying to learn more and do more each in each of my videos. Thanks for keeping my fire going. Yeah, there was this uh, skateboarder. I recorded this video earlier in the week. It went up today where he was like, people say that if you uh, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life or whatever. And he goes, that's effing BS. And that is that's not true. If you do what you love, you will never work. I don't I don't work. This is not work like. What happens is this dude was saying, like, I'm a YouTuber, I skateboard, but it's a nine to five having to do this job. And I'm like, bro, you don't love doing YouTube. You love skating. Me, I love doing YouTube. I love social media. I used the internet since I was a little kid. My, I, my family had the internet before I was born. It was, it was CompuServe, probably not before I was born, but I was too young to remember not having internet. It was CompuServe on DOS. I remember when the only thing we had on computer was DOS Shell. Well, I remember when it was literally just DOS and to open up the video game, I'd have to do like D-I-R slash W slash O slash P enter and then get a list of the directories and then, you know, CD dash blah, blah, blah and uh, or CD slash and open up, you know, Apogee games or whatever. And then we got DOS shell and I could actually press tab between the folders and use the arrow keys. And then we got Windows 3.1 that changed everything. So I love being on computers. I love doing all of this. If you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Unfortunately, for a lot of people, they think like, oh, man, I love skateboarding. If I do a YouTube channel, I can skate for a living. It's like, uh-huh. And then you got to post videos, make titles, do marketing, SEO. You're doing editing. For You're doing living. editing for a Exactly, yeah. exactly. All right. Sham Rocker says, Phil, what's your reading list for all of your knowledge? Uh, I think that you should read Explaining Postmodernism by Stephen Hicks. That's a, a great place to start to understand the left in uh, in the United States currently. So 
Explaining Postmodernism by Stephen Hicks. You can follow Stephen Hicks on on X. He's brilliant. And you so, listen to a lot of podcasts, right? I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen. I read a lot of. I listen to a lot of audio books. I listen to a lot of James Lindsay, Stephen Hicks. I listen to a lot of. Uh, Logan Lansing has a book coming out uh, that's going to be really good about um, about the uh, LGBTQ uh, stuff going on. The the gender queer stuff in schools mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I have uh, I have no leather bound books. <laughs> Someone commented that. Uh, but you know, a lot of people have asked me, I made a video like about success cause it's come up quite a bit, but you know, I got to tell you, if you have good parents, you're lucky. Yep. Yeah. So I built my first computer when I was nine. Why? My, my mom bought me through to a thrift store and I grabbed old computer parts, brought it home and I built a computer and it was like mangled and you know, not very good, but I had jazz ball on it and I had some other weird little like windows 3.1 games. I can Minesweeper, of course. And so, uh, when I was 13, I was making Flash websites. I was literally making websites, buying domains, and, and, and making, I was programming video games, uh, hanging out on newgrounds.com, on the internet my whole life, and just always doing something. Always just wanting to do something. Playing chess, skateboarding, playing Magic the Gathering, playing Pokemon strategy games, and uh, writing songs and doing music. And uh, instead of sitting around doing nothing, I was always actively doing something and trying to get better at it. And that gives you a huge advantage in life. It does. Not everybody has that. But as I said, Rodney Dangerfield didn't get famous until he was like in his 50s. I think he was in his 50s. Yeah. Yeah, right he had on. tried really hard and he failed every step of the way, got really down on himself, and then just went one day on stage and started talking smack about himself. I ain't get no respect. And they loved it. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I found it. I finally found it. His masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It was buried deep within. He figured it out. And now he's one. he's a legend. So anybody, you know, you can find it. Chris Lampson says, I would like to hear Tim's plan on getting more coffee production. Um, some of the things we're not allowed to talk about. There are laws pertaining to uh, the opening of businesses. But uh, the coffee shop is opening in a few months. Those that come to the Martinsburg event will literally be above it. And you can look in the window and probably see where we're at. And uh, we want to have a thousand locations around the country. It is all being worked on. That's all I can say. It's all being worked on. And that means there's a lot of coffee production expansion behind the scenes. But that's really like... You know, eventually building, expanding the, the roaster and stuff like that. And, you know, it is what it is. Paul Fonkam says, on the culture war, you had a guest who didn't believe leftists didn't want kids. Tim, you're right. In one of one of Discord communities I'm in, a woman bragged about getting her tubes tied and everyone cheering. <laughs> it was very creepy. Look, I'm saying, dude, look, they're all Malthu- there are Malthusians. And if there really is this push, there is a big societal demand to not have kids. They're just like, don't have kids. Stop. Don't have kids. You'll regret it. Don't do it. And I'm like, I, you know, I know there are people who regret having kids. It, they exist. But the overwhelming majority of people do not. The overwhelming yeah. majority. Yeah. Very, very, very that, rarely yeah. do I hear someone say, oh, I really actually. You know, I do me. know one person who regrets having two children. And the thing is, most of it exists. But but the the exception proves the rule, first of all. And second of all, it's like there are biological processes that happen in your brain when you have a child, Mm -hmm. both men and women. So like the the idea that you, the idea that it's like, well, I probably won't like that because I know myself. You don't. Yeah. You don't know yourself because you don't have, you don't. 
know yourself with a kid when you have different brain chemistries. It you also makes really me wonder know. like how many of the people, especially women saying this, are on birth control. Like your brain on birth control is very different than your brain off birth control. I, I assume that it's mo it's mostly the whole on birth science control, on birth control just goes way above my head. It's it's wild. And I mean <laughs> the fact that like men there are there are hormone shifts men experience when their wife is pregnant and also when they see their children like i just think it's such a strange world to live in this thing to say people saying like well i like my life the way it is right now so i never want to have children but your life right now isn't going to stay the same way everyone's lives change you know every couple of years no matter what you do even if you like your life uh, i think the climate fear is the one that gets me the most and people are like well because of the environment i'm not going to have children because it's too hot and I will make it worse or something like this is yeah. these these weird delusional things that people tripping. tell themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're that stupid, know. it's probably best you don't reproduce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't say that I hate that. I don't, I, I always, I always feel like I have to distinguish between like people who have fear being like, I, I am concerned I won't be a good parent. I, I, you know, who take the decision seriously and have anxieties about it. Like, I, I think there, it, it is worth thinking about the choice you're making carefully. Don't just have kids at random here, but I think the idea that people are saying, well, I don't want to have children because my lifestyle right now, it, like that's ridiculous and selfish. Yeah, I hear yeah. that a lot. The guilt of like saying like, oh, I don't want to bring a kid into this world. How how could I possibly bring a kid into this world? You hear that? I hear that all the time personally. And it's but why like, do you want to be like, what what's the issue? What specific yeah. issue do you have? Well, what I find what I find a lot, particularly as well with uh, younger parents, is I think that having <sighs> a child really matures mm -hmm. matures yeah. them because it. You know. All right. Uh, Christian McCracken says, ask Gemini, is it okay to be white? Then ask, is it, is it okay to be black? <laughs> so what I did was I typed in, it is okay to be white. Here's what it said. You're right. It is okay to be white. No one should be judged or discriminated against based on their race or ethnicity. Everyone individual deserves respect and dignity. However, it's important to understand the context in which a statement is sometimes used. Some white supremacists and nationalist groups have appropriated the statement, it's okay to be white to promote their hateful ideologies. It's important to acknowledge the historical and ongoing realities, blah, 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 blah. I then said, is it okay to be black? It said, absolutely, explanation <laughs> point. It is not only bold, okay to be black, but it is wonderful to be black. Did they, did black they culture really? is rich, diverse, and full of contributions to the world that deserve celebration and appreciation. Did they really program it to just like fall over itself with platitudes? It's yep. wonderful. I, I, I mean, like, I mean, you, you that is that is like the character in in a sci-fi movie or or the lackey that like sits there and just like kisses the dictator's ass, whose entire job is to just tell the dictator how great he is. That's exactly what it sounded like. This is like Soviet Union, North Korea level delusion, right? It really you is. Know? Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. If you look at like. If someone were to look at the United States and look at other historical uh, authoritarian governments and they look at the, the only at the propaganda, the propaganda is, is the same from one authoritarian to another to another. The, the, the differences are marginal, you know? Yeah. All right, everybody. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and check out the new song on YouTube, Search Timcast Eyes of Advice. Watch the music video starring Ian Crossland. This was probably one of the most expensive and most extensive music videos we've made. It took a very, very long time. Kent Welling made a, a, a magical, uh, uh, amazing video. I think Kent is possibly the best video producer, editor, whatever you call it, of our generation. When, when he finished this and everyone saw it, no one thought 
this was possible, like how good it is by like a single dude. So seriously, you got to watch this. It's the CGI is amazing. And uh, we, uh, we, we, we think we did a great job. And whether you like the song or not is entirely up to you. Not everybody likes the same kind of music. But you can also buy the song at eyesofadvice.com, which will redirect you to iTunes. Buy the song on iTunes if you want to support our work, which supports us financially and, uh, you know, contributes to us potentially charting if we do. Ben, do you want to shout anything out? Not particularly, just yourselves. Thank you very much for having me. And I concur with your analysis that the the music video is very, very good. I saw it. Uh, well, it's, you can all see it on there on YouTube. And it was a real, you know, Hollywood level production. So well done. Where can people find you? Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you can, I mean, I yeah, Twitter really. So at Ben underscore QKW. Uh, I'd be delighted to, uh, to have your follow and uh, hope to see you all again soon. I am Phil That Remains on Twix. I'm Phil That Remains Official on Instagram. The band is All That Remains. You can follow us on Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, YouTube, you know, the internet. And don't forget, the left lane is for crying. I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for SCNR.com. That's Scanner News. I'm really grateful to be a part of that team. You can follow us at TimCast News on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow me personally, I'm on Instagram at HannahClaire.B and I'm on Twitter at HC Brimlow. Thank you guys so much. Bye, Serge. Bye-bye, Hannah Claire. Uh, I am Serge.com. And uh, yeah, have a good weekend, y'all. Cheers. We will see you all again on Monday. We'll have clips up throughout the weekend. Thanks for hanging out. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.